Welcome to Real Talk Sports. This is Dead Eye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Stephen Senegal. How are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing all right. You? Excellent. Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, How did uh, I get on a second sportscast? Uh, I don't know. Oh, and by the way, my check has not arrived for my first sportscast. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sure to, to, to mail that out to you. I'll be sure. Look, it's yeah. pretty cheap. All it was was a coupon for a free taco at Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they're cheap. <laughs> well, it's it's worth it, you know. That, that's some good food, you know. You can I, get a good a good meal out of it. <laughs> yeah, just don't send me one of those those free things from McDonald's. Them, the, oh yeah, their their food sucks. Oh, I, I mean like Taco McDonald's. Bell is is not even food grade. I'll admit that it's 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 institutional grade stuff. They, they like feed it. their convicts in our military. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still tasty. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This, this yeah. show is sponsored by Taco Bell, by the way. Uh, it has been for years. I mean, we've talked about Taco Bell more than we've yeah. talked about films, probably. Sponsored by Taco Bell and enforced by Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, see the, did you see the Pumpkinhead thing? Yeah, I tagged the, the you The statue? It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, did you see the cost? It's a powerful price. It's a powerful price. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I've got a yard sale coming up. We are definitely going to have to sell more stuff for a $1,200 price tag for a 27-inch pumpkin head. But he's hot. Depend, depending on how you look at it, you've spent uh, more money on dumber stuff, if you think about it. So. Uh, no. Well, I honestly don't not recall literally. Ever, ever spending $1,200 on anything that was nearly as dumb as a pumpkin head statue. And I love pumpkin head, but I need to have my head examined if I'm going to spend $1,200 on a pumpkin statue. Unless yeah, it's the actual it. costume rescued from the fire in the original film. That's I'd right. buy that for $1,200. I'd go, I'd get money out of the bank and go for that. <laughs> it's gone. That's, that's, that's over. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure. I'm that sure has I'm nothing to do with your sports news. Oh, that's so okay. Let's, let's dig in. Well, I'm going to start off with uh, just some of our smaller news stories here. Okay. Um, we got some soccer news. Um, huh? Football. Is um, soccer, isn't that an overseas thing? Uh, well, I'm just well, messing with you. We have, well, we people, have a, people care about it. Yeah, you know, we, we, we do. A, it's, it's a worldwide, probably still the most popular sport. It is. Um, Maybe and, short of wrestling. And it's growing in the states. Like there's a very big following starting to uh, rise in the states. Um, got a team coming cool. to St. Louis yeah. uh, next year. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm I'm excited for it. Actually, I think it'll be yeah. pretty neat. Um, St. Louis is. I don't know that you you remember that. St. Louis is a major. Uh, sports town or uh, oh, yeah. town. It'll be it'll be popular in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I know I'm gonna probably go. You know, it's something I would do. Um, I'm a I'm an MLS fan. I do like it. Um, you know, Sporting Kansas City is what I follow now, but um, it'll it'll probably change. You know, of course, to St. Louis um, whenever it happens because they're they're more local. Um, they got but, interesting names. Yeah, the St. Louis Soccer Club. Yeah. That, I don't know. It's it's not necessarily original, but I mean, there's worse <laughs> names out there. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay. either way, no. Italy defeated England uh, for the Euro 2020, uh, which was a huge deal. Um, people were out in the streets. I'm talking crazy amounts of people. Um, but they um, they lost in a shootout uh, due to a uh, penalty, uh, which just kind of put a cap on a 
lot of excitement and um, definitely led to a pretty tragic defeat uh, for England. Um, definitely a lot of hearts broken over that. Um, pretty entertaining stuff though. Uh, definitely made for a good game, but I have a feeling there's going to be some some very sad people <laughs> today because <laughs> yeah. England has a history of this uh, in the Euro uh, Cup and all that stuff. So. Um, as far as I understand, I'm fairly new to soccer. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it, um, but I, I watch the big games as they come up. Just I, I like the sport. Um, it's just you know something I'm not as as terribly familiar with. But um, definitely something I wanted to talk about. You know, um, it's huge news. I'm not going to be ESPN and and uh, yeah, I'm throwing some shade. Where even just because they don't like hockey, they're not going to talk about. A sports championship. It's amazing how now that they have the hockey. Uh, yeah, now that uh, they got the, the hockey the, contract, the hockey they're contract, really talking yeah, about it. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I've been talking about that for a while. Um, yeah, but I, I get I get made fun of every time. They they have a they have an NHL podcast. Anytime. I, oh yeah, great. We have an NHL podcast. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot to make an NHL podcast, guys. That doesn't mean they care about it. <laughs> Though the people that host that show do, but not the organization as a whole. Come on, man. Either way, I'll get off my soapbox. I like ESPN. I actually really do. I just don't like how they've handled the NHL through the years. Either way, we got some baseball news. Uh, I'm not going to get much into it. I don't think either one of us are massive baseball fans. I do like the Mets, but uh, we got the MLB draft which is ongoing. Uh, yeah. The MLB, the way they draft is fascinating and uh, kind of strange, even more strange it seems this year. And you also have the All-Star game approaching if you're interested in that. Um, I'm not going to be watching it. Um, and then you've got Ronald Acuna Jr. who did have a season-ending injury, which is pretty sad. I like the guy. Um, really good yeah. uh, player, uh, but it, it looks like he had a tore knee ligament. Uh, which is just rough. I mean, that's that's just rough to deal with. I mean, for a guy that's... And I think he's part of a group of people that I do think are bringing baseball to younger people again. Because let's be honest, baseball's been a traditional, you know, kind of older person sport in a lot of ways. And then just recently you're getting guys that I think are just kind of interesting uh, the younger people, they're, I mean, for better or for worse, a lot of people don't like it. They're a little bit more outspoken, um, a little bit more flashy, stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just, it helps the game in the end. Uh, you get more eyes on it. Um, but either way, sad to see that happen, uh, especially to uh, someone who's pretty well respected as far as that goes. So. Yeah. But did either you, way. Uh, did you see, it? We, are, we are squarely in Cardinals Nation here. Mm -hmm. uh, the Shrine in St. Louis. Nobody will be shocked to know that the Cardinals selected uh, with their first-round pick a, a pitcher. No, I mean, you, you got you to at least respect the Cardinals. They doubled down on their pitching staff. They basically have decided that their entire draft every year goes to pitchers, and then they can trade them for whatever else they need. Yeah, no, it really does happen that way. I yeah. mean, they've got so many pitchers. And, uh, I mean, that's basically what they chose to get <laughs> Arenado in the end anyway yeah. was some yeah. was some pitching prospects and somehow ended up getting money towards cap space <laughs> <Yeah>. for him. <laughs> How they fleeced the, him that bad is still 
a story yeah. to me. I just, uh, I, I can't imagine it. being in an organization. I get that you're trying to clear cap space, but come on, man. You got to do a better job than that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the team is struggling, I guess. From oh, dude, I, they're terrible. I don't watch them, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're under 500. Here we go. They're, they're an awful, 500. they're an awful team. And the sad thing is when he came, when the Cardinals played the other day uh, at Colorado, he got a warm welcome from the fans. I mean, like, just it was an impactful moment. It's, it's crazy. So here's uh, another sad thing, I think. Here's a problem with baseball. And, and I'm not going to beat this, this horse too much. But here's Pittsburgh. And I don't pay a whole lot of attention. I've, I've been around baseball for years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's Pittsburgh with, with a winning percentage of 378. They're already eliminated probably mathematically <laughs> from, from a playoff spot. This team, with the exception of a few years, has always been a bottom feeder. Yeah, that is, that is the and, biggest and issue I have with baseball. Is they're just how... bottom feeders all over the league. Yeah, you get yeah. breeding grounds of talent that just get shipped off somewhere else, and you constantly turn into this. Basically, it's a fishing pond. You know, you throw your reel in. You know, you got some fish, and they start growing up. And as soon as they get big enough, people just take them out of the water. And well, even, you're left, you're even, left with even you're just a team like Miami won a championship or two. Was it two? Didn't they win two championships in like the last twenty years? And yeah. as soon as they won, they farmed everybody off. They, they yeah. just sold all their assets. It's a terrible way to build a fan base. I, yeah, it really I, is. I'd have been done with that the second time. The second time they did that, I probably wouldn't have been happy about it the first time. But when they did it again, I screw <laughs> I'll go watch somebody else. And you see it all the time, though. I mean, Kansas City gets made fun of all the time for being just, yeah. just this breeding ground of talent. Yeah, and uh, they never win. They're never well, worth much of anything. At least Kansas City has the excuse of having no money. Yeah. So th they can't pay. You know, they keep their players as long as they can, and once they reach yeah. free agency, they can't afford they go, them anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I just love the, uh, the problem. Uh, hockey's better about it. I think football is probably the best about it. At where teams eventually can right the ship. I mean, heck, you just saw it. I mean, the Suckaneers, let, let's be honest here. They sucked. They're called the Suckaneers for a reason. Suckaneers, huh? They're, they're I, thought awesome. it was, I thought it was their jerseys. Uh, no, their jerseys are fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. But they've been completely irrelevant for years. And then they come as soon as, you know, one smart move and a couple of good draft picks later, you got – a team winning the Super Bowl. It's the way it's supposed to work, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Again, that's, and, and that's teams like and team like forward. teams like Arizona, you know, that have been irrelevant for a while, are now red hot. You know, possible you know playoff contenders. I mean, there's very few teams, and it's usually due to an organization just being led terribly, such as the Jets or the Browns, and it's all due to ownership issues. Because they had every opportunity to be better. And the Browns are better. I like them as a team. But historically, they've just been led terribly. Uh, which is just the way it's supposed to be, in my opinion. It keeps things fair. It keeps things interesting. I mean, look at the Patriots. They won all these years. Um, but, you know, they're struggling. You know, partly due to cap. And, you know, now they've been able to spend more money. And, um, you know, you'll probably see a better season from them this year. You know, you're not supposed to see the same, you know, four teams you know, constantly in it. Um, I know the Patriots are, a, <laughs> are one that was that way, but you can't hold yeah. Tom Brady against that. I don't think that 
NFL ever would have thought. And the dude took a discount every year. So he was a cap anomaly anyway. He well, took a huge were, discount. Uh, for I think the they play were a lot, like, uh, a lot like Boston. Yeah. I mean, Boston, Tampa, although now they've got their $10 million player in Kucherov. But, I mean, Boston basically have, had a self-imposed uh, top payment. You're going to make yeah. less than Chara. Yeah. And everybody told the line, you know. Uh, now I guess it's Bergeron. But, you know, they've got some great players that are well under yeah. market norms. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. And, uh, and you want to make yeah. – that's how Boston is. And that is part of, like, how I appreciate – uh, appreciate it, you know. They they keep it they keep it yeah. cheap, but that's not a bad thing. No, no, I yeah. actually think that's a good thing. You know, I, I think if you want, I, I would do that. If I, of course, I I'm mean, not the guy doing it, but I, I guarantee you, if I was on a team, if I was, if I was the star player on on the Toronto Maple Leafs or whatever, just pick yeah. a team, and uh, they came to me and said, "Look, do you want to be the highest paid player in the league, or do you want to have the best chance of winning?" Yeah. And I'd say, I'll take the best chance of winning. You can take $2 million off of my salary of $10 million. Yeah. And, and, you eventually, and, and it eventually and pays forward anyway. Because yeah. Tom Brady forever now is going to be in commercials, even when he retires. That dude's going to be a legend till the day he dies. And his estate is going to make just dough on top of it. You yeah. know, it'll, it'll never end for him because of the legacy he's built. Uh, which we'll get into, you know, but it is what it is. And I agree with you. Baseball is a frustrating sport in that way, um, which is part of what's kind of always kept me from being terribly interested in it. I like it. I like watching, particularly listening to it, but I would say it's probably towards the bottom of my favorite sports for that reason. Um, But either way. Um, basketball, um, there's not a whole lot going on other than the, uh, well, oh, oh yeah, the finals. Um, so uh, I'll go ahead and put my, in my obligatory Suns in four uh, right here. <laughs> I'm not a Suns fan. I'm really not. I'm actually a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I got my Milwaukee shorts on. They, they uh, won. This was a, um, a very good game. Uh, but basically, I know you don't follow it, so I'll just kind of lead the charge here and, and get through this fairly quick. Um, but due to Giannis uh, just being great, I mean, the dude's awesome. He's been playing his heart out this entire series. And this is the first game they really got to match that that talent and that energy. And you see a team that, that really did come back quick enough to change the momentum. Now it's 2-1. You know, you're not down 3 and then win one, like Montreal. Down two, you know, you're not in a great spot, but you could definitely come back. Um, I don't know if it'll happen. I think it's great either way. I think it's cool, and this is another case of, you know, historically bad teams working out well in another sport. I mean, let's be honest here. When were the Phoenix Suns relevant in recent memory? It's been a while. Yeah. Milwaukee has not been a playoff factor in years even with Giannis it's just they've made smart moves due to strong ownership and you know making the right moves for players you're seeing two teams that are that are small market franchises doing extremely well and I mean and it's been you talk to anybody who's a basketball fan they'll tell you it's probably been the most entertaining series we've had in years and it has been it's old school style basketball. You're seeing uh, guys out there, and you're seeing well-rounded teams. You know that are that are ran well, 
uh, well coached and instead of just a couple of good players you got well-rounded teams that are really you know making this run for it um, so I, I'm having a great time with it I'm just interested in seeing what's going to happen you know I'm cool with either team winning you know I'm an underdog fan and you got two underdogs here so let's do this thing I, I've been having a great time with it uh, do you have a, any comment on um, the uh, USA men's team losing to Nigeria? Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I think that's interesting, but um, and definitely an upset. Um, great, though. I mean, it definitely, I think, will help in the long run. Uh, you know, you got, I think the Olympics are in just an interesting dynamic here, but um, from what I saw of it, I haven't been. Um, following it a whole lot but I did hear about it and, and read up on what happened but I think it's a good start and I think it's great for more exposure and I think it's great for teams and sports to be popular in other areas other than the states it's just a way to gain an international audience and that's awesome you know what I mean yeah. I mean uh, it's cool and well, football is turning that way so I'm kind of curious that, that um you know, it's, of course, it's made news headlines that they lost, and uh, you know this is their third loss. It's not like their first loss ever, but yeah, uh, no. You know, and this is an exhibition game, but sure. I'm pretty sure they'll come back out next game, little gangbusters. Yeah, you know. no, I, I I agree, but it's cool. I mean, still yet, I mean, it's awesome. Can you imagine how excited those fans are? You know, um, of that team, I think it's great. You know, um, yeah. in the end, I, I think it's good for the sport. It's it's not good to just have one dominant franchise. Period. And even in the case of the Olympics, it's just not. It's not good for competition. It's not good for the fans. Um, you know, having a competitive sport. That's what that's what you come to it for. You come for the losses as well as you do the wins. It's part of the experience. It really is. Um, but either way, that's my comment really on it. Nothing, nothing too enlightening. Um, okay. Some stuff that I do know. <laughs> these are these are definitely my wheelhouses here. Um, you know, I've been watching the NBA throughout the series. Uh, shout out to Caleb. You know his his league. I definitely won the uh, fantasy NBA league. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, uh, Giannis. Uh, and LeBron James trade that was great. Oh man, you're even talking <laughs> trash now. <laughs> Caleb, we love you, buddy, but uh, don't do that one again. That pro that probably wasn't a great idea. <laughs> but uh, either way, we're, it's all in good fun. We're we're all we're all uh, good sports about that type of thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't pick on him if it, if I knew he wouldn't. Uh, but either way, we got some football news. I'm saving hockey for last. But I, I think you've got some stuff you'll build, you'll want to comment on here. Or so, football? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. You got, you got your boy right up top on the news story. You, you see yeah. that? You got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, you got, you got this media cycle. He's, he's playing the media like a fiddle. He really is. It's awesome. <laughs> this dude has won the hearts of his city, even though, I mean, realistically, he could have been seen as a bad guy. But the way he's just composed himself during this whole process has made it seem like he's the victim, which in a way he is. I'm not saying he's not. Um, but I, it's just fascinating. Uh, but here he is saying he's going to, in quotes, figuring things out in a couple weeks. So I'm curious where, what, you've been watching football a long time. I, I, I know not as much recently. 
but historically, what are your thoughts on the situation? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to play in Green Bay, or do you think he's as good as gone? I, I honestly, I don't have any idea. Okay. I, I really haven't been following. I don't follow this type of stuff uh, in football. I, I do know there's a rift there. I can't even tell you what the uh, what caused it. I'm sure it's money. I don't want to pay no, him. It's it's partly that. A lot of it's uh, rumor has it he just wants more input into into decisions made. I mean, they drafted his replacement in the first round instead of giving him more weapons, which he needs. I mean, realistically, right now you're talking about. Devontae Adams and a bunch of guys that would barely be on the roster in a lot of football teams. I'm just being honest here. And, um, you know, and he's frustrated about it. You know, he drafted his replacement on, an, and then he goes out to throw an MVP season. It's pretty obvious he went out with an intention to prove something here. And then even in that game, you know, in that, in that, uh, that situation, he was, well, he was kind of thrown out, you know, they, they kicked it instead of giving him faith to, to convert on the fourth. And those types of decisions just eventually wear on somebody like Rodgers who, who needs that. I mean, he's a bit, he's a bit of a uh, character. Um, he's always been involved in a little bit of drama. And um, he, he just, I guess, doesn't feel like the team values him like he should be, um, which, frankly, they don't, you know. Um, yeah. They, they, they've proven that time and time again, and the, and the fact that they drafted his replacement just don't seem to care. They act like they are, um, but uh, I don't know that they do. So I think it's fascinating. I, I actually think he will play, though. I think this is all leading up to a huge contract extension. I really do. Where Because no other way had this played out would he have gotten a contract extension. They'd have phased him out just like they did with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and had him, you know, being pretty much a protege to uh, Jordan Love, and uh, he didn't want that. So I think I really do feel like we're going to see a contract extension of some pretty huge money in the end uh, working on this because I think Aaron Rodgers is basically doing a, okay, I want to see what, because he's holding out a training camp, you know why? He wants to show them what they're missing. They're going to truck Jordan Love out there who, I mean, he didn't play a snap last year in the regular season. I think that goes to show, even in the games that, that Rodgers was bad in, which he had a couple where he was he threw four interceptions, um, you know, in one of those games. And they still didn't put Jordan Love out there. So I think that kind of goes to show what the organization thinks of him. Yeah. So I think it will end up in, in a, in a uh, contract extension for me. But, yeah. I mean right. – if not, then then what what they're going to do is they're going to wait for uh, Denver seems to be uh, the spot that most people say that he's going to, so either Denver or Vegas, and wait for them to suck and be no chance to beat uh, you know Green Bay in the standings. So that way you don't you're not going to give Aaron Rodgers somebody in the first game. So that way he has training camp to build up a team or a poor. Why would you do that? Throw him in a situation where he's completely unfamiliar and, and hope they sink. You know, hope the pressure is too much. So, really, I think Green Bay has a lot of leverage in this situation. So, it is what it is. Okay. So, next story, the very disheartening, bit of a trigger warning here. Um, Barcavius Mingo, um, not a huge name player, 
but he's been with a lot of teams, including the Patriots, the Bears. Um, he had his contract terminated um, due to just horrible, horrible allegations. If, if they're even a fraction of the truth, what this man did is just inexplicable. And um, I hope he doesn't play another game in the league, period. Um, even if a fraction of this is true. Um, basically, he's being accused of of having sexual acts with a child, um, of which he took them, I think, to a, some sort of theme park and ended up saying that they were going to stay in separate rooms with these kids. And the kid woke up to find him in his bed um, and doing inappropriate things to the child, which is horrible. Uh, horrible stuff. Um, he's denying the allegations. Uh, of course you would, you know. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, but I think this is just trouble. I mean, the accounts of what happened are just horrifying. Um, so I, I, goodness gracious, any thoughts on that? I mean, it's hard to have thoughts other than just disgust not, of something like that. Now. Yeah, no joke. So better, on to better news. But it, well, it's something what, to just keep in mind. I, I was, I'm looking at the story as you're talking about it. What is it uh, with TMZ? That, that thing seems to have the NFL yeah. uh, just their the worst nightmare. Yeah. I mean, the NFL's, well, I'm not even saying it's, TMZ's doing a great job, apparently. Oh, yeah. They I mean, yeah. Sure sprung that one story on that one knucklehead uh, for a while yeah. back. And yeah. The NFL tried to bury. I mean, you know, so they got this one, too, I guess. Uh, they're being quoted in CBS uh, Sportsline uh, here as the TMZ Sports Reports. So, uh, good for them. Yeah, no, I mean, this stuff needs to come out into light. I don't think something like this would have been swept under the rug. Um, or at least I would hope not. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think this guy will ever see the field again. I don't, I don't know if he'll ever see light again after <laughs> some of the things. I don't know if you read it, um, but it, it's, I don't even recommend it. You don't even want to know what he was doing. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, he, he has the right to a fair trial. Yeah, no, I agree. I but mean, apparently where there's smoke, there's fire here because they just canceled his contract. So Yeah, they, they said, the league said after investigation of the evidence on hand, they decided to terminate his contract. So there's obviously something here, um, you know, because uh, there, was, there was valid proof of this. I mean, they didn't even do it that quick with Deshaun Watson, who had more allegations than this. It's just, I guess they didn't have as much proof, you know. In this case, I mean, this, that has to, I don't know, you know. So I, I don't want to talk about it anymore, though. It's just, I'm done with that. <laughs> so let's not give that trash any more, um, uh, any more thought. So either way, it is something that I would keep in mind. Um, hopefully, justice is served. The ESPY Awards. Tom Brady has been awarded Best Athlete in Men's Sports in general and NFL Player of the Year. Could you really give it to anybody else? Well, I guess you could say Aaron Rodgers for his MVP performance in Green Bay. I'm sure there are plenty of... Or Derek Henry. Plenty of good candidates. (laughs) Stiff-arming people into oblivion. Yeah. Here's I don't my think only it, thing with that is, is I would have said instead of NFL Player of the Year, he's probably the player of the millennia at this point. Oh, definitely. 
Well, I, I mean, I'll that, just skipped and give it to him <laughs> for the entire yeah the past hundred years. Say you've won too many times. You can't yeah. do this again. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not giving you no more awards. You've had enough. Yeah, it's you know here every year that you play, you get a participants ribbon. Well, every year he's doubted by the same group of people too. You know, I mean, about being one of the best. You can't you can't tell me this achievement. I won't. I will listen to your argument about some of these, you know, classic guys being better. I'll listen to it. I won't agree. I don't think there's been a better player in the NFL. Um, just, just on ability to read defense, um, just and looking at stats and, and looking at actual wins. And you can't tell me it's all Bill Belichick. It's just not anymore. I mean. Everyone was saying that, and what Tom Brady? What did Tom Brady do? The first year on a different team, he went to a team that hasn't been in the playoffs and won since what early 2000s. Took that team that was uh, led by Jameis Winston. Keep in mind, who was a college just star. Everyone thought he was going to be amazing. Came to that team, threw interception after interception, and couldn't get anything done in the playoffs. And in his first year there, without an offseason, leads a team to a Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, no less? No. <laughs> no he, he gets that award. I'm sorry. And uh, Buccaneers were given the honor of best team. I don't like the Buccaneers. Keep that in mind. I like Tom Brady. I'm not rooting for the Buccaneers. I'm just not. Um, I can't. I'll root for Tom Brady. Um, I think he's a great dude, and um, you know all the best to him. But I mean, it's great. It makes sense. I mean, overall, I think there were better teams, but I mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl, so so that makes sense. You know, it's hard to yeah. argue. Um, Chiefs guard Laurent uh, Deverne Tardif. Um, I, I probably am totally butchering that name, uh, but I do know who he is. Great player. Uh, named the humanitarian award uh, for his efforts. Uh, he's a uh, Montreal uh, guy and uh, did a lot of effort with uh, COVID-19 in his home country. That's pretty cool. Um, and then Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, there was a play. I don't know if you've seen this. If you haven't, I do recommend looking at the highlight on YouTube. Just search Hale Murray, like uh, Kyler Murray, and you'll see this incredible, <laughs> incredible play for a touchdown to win the game that was insane <laughs> i remember watching that uh, i think i saw that it's incredible to deandre hopkins that was the craziest thing i've ever seen yeah it's i've been watching football a long time and that was just crazy <laughs> so you know congrats on both of them but i honestly think that was almost more deandre than anything but kyler had just incredible um incredible perception to be able to pull the play off too. The guy's incredibly smart and I think has all the chops in the world to be one of the best quarterbacks for years to come. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite players in the entire league. Um, so I, I would love to see more of that and I think you will. I think they're a better team this year. And uh, Devonta Smith uh, was given best college athlete. He was of course drafted by Philadelphia Eagles. He played for uh, Atlanta Crimson Tide and um, he was given the award for best male college athlete. So you'll see him in, in uh, the Philadelphia Eagles team this year, and uh, he'll probably have some fantasy value in that insipid team. Um, mm. 
I hate that team. <laughs> I hate Philadelphia. I have, especially Nick Foles in Philadelphia. I hate them uh, for oh, what they did to the hard. Patriots. All, all that, all that time ago, I still haven't, still haven't gotten over it. So, either way, hockey news. Now you're, now you're in, right? Oh, I can wake up now. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> all right. Well. Obviously, something happened since the last time we recorded, and I'll let you go ahead and talk about the the first one off the list well, here. What do you want to know? Your question on my script note is Lightning win in five over Montreal. Is yeah. Tampa the team to beat moving forward? Does yeah. the bear crap in the woods? <laughs> well, I mean, there's an argument to be had here. There really is. I've heard a lot, heard a lot of different thoughts. Um, I talk on the Blues Lounge fairly often. I'm generally a contrarian, because why wouldn't you be? Um, but, uh, you know, they're talking about Colorado, and, and all these, you know, Vegas has Colorado pegged as the as the team to beat next year. I just disagree. How many times are we going to get proven that Colorado just isn't going to win in the playoffs? Well, How many uh, times? I, I, uh, I do think that it's the, the, they're building. I think it was a bit of a shock this they, year. They should have been built. They should have yeah. been built, buddy. I'm sorry. I I could only buy that for so long. We've heard it for how many years? And same with Vegas. And I know they're a new team. Uh, only two years, but, really, with Colorado. And uh, and Vegas, Vegas is a team that get, got beat by the by the Columbus in the first round. Uh, just two the year the Blues won the cup two uh, two years ago. No, that was the Lightning. I mean, uh, like the Lightning yeah, was that team just a couple of years ago, and everybody was going on about how that's probably the best team in the league to not win yeah. the cup. Sure, it takes time. But the very hockey. next year, they showed up. They did. Uh, and, uh, unlike Colorado, I just uh, I don't know. I think but, uh, my only point here is is it, a lot of it will depend on they have to pay the piper now. The yeah, Lightning now it's do have a lot of holes that they have to fill. And a lot, and a lot of team, and a lot of players are going to be lost. Yeah, a lot of this team is going to be cut. They played camp. They they played cap Olympics here. Um, speaking of the Olympics, they they avoided the cap, which I, I still think was just low. <laughs> what they did with the Kucherov situation to this day frustrates me. Um, man, that was the stupidest thing. And we all do. I said literally before the season even started when I heard this, I go, watch him show up the day the playoffs start and magically be better all of a sudden. Sure enough, news reports start popping up. The sun rises in the morning and Rambo rises behind that guy with that huge machine gun. Oh, Kucherov's back and healthy, ready to play in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? He wasn't available two weeks ago? No. no, no, of course not. And I, do, do, I guess the only important question is: Is do you think that the NHL will deal with that? No, well, no I don't. Frankly, this is I been don't going think on they will. It's been time. going on a long time. I agree. Yeah. I think they should. I, I think this gives an unfair advantage to teams that play this way, and I, I hate to see it because it does. I would argue that Tampa, or Tampa is as good as they are because of the money they've spent on talent. They've spent a lot of money. And if you're playing those types of games, you know, you're going to win. And it gives an unfair advantage to the to those types of teams. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I can't say a whole lot. I'm a Toronto fan, and they're playing all sorts of Cap Olympics over there themselves. Um, so, and I think we're going to see a vastly different Toronto team. But regardless, I mean, 
the, the Lightning are a great team. I've been I counted them out this year. I didn't think they were going to repeat. Um, and I'm, you know, man enough to admit when I'm wrong. And I was very wrong about Tampa this year. Not only were they great in the regular season, and which they were for most of the season, they were just incredible in the playoffs. And um, so I don't know. And you see Big Rig, you know, he wins back-to-back-to-back uh, -to -back -to -back championships. The, the Blues group is desperately clinging to the idea that they'll get him back. I haven't seen, seen somebody asking for Vladimir or <laughs> Vladdy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Tarasenko. Uh, that's not going to happen. Why in the world would the for Blues trade for Patty Maroon? I mean, uh, uh, people you know. are dumb sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's no. got another year at a dirt cheap price in Tampa. Tampa's not going to get rid of that guy. No, uh, there's no sense in it. He makes some I mean, money is what he does more than anything. He's, he makes more money Lewis than he does in a, in a year? Well, maybe, no. but I don't. I doubt no, it. No, I doubt it. Um, there, there's just not a whole lot left for him there to do, um, which I, I, I've we talked about this not long ago. Is it time for, for St. Louis to tank? I think it is. I mean, this this ship is sinking quick, um, frankly. I, I'm not trying to be this doom and gloom type of guy, but that the team was not good the majority of last year, even barring the injuries, which killed them. I mean, I think they would have been a stronger playoff contender than they were had the injuries not racked up like they did. But they struggled in the regular season even when the injuries weren't a factor. They really did. So well, the beginning of the year they were okay, and then yeah, was, yeah but I they mean, weren't. I don't think any even with that team and at full strength was not one of those teams you looked at and goes, oh yeah, they're going to get a cup this year. Um, you know, they they were a buying team again this year, without the the components to be a buying team, and now Vladimir Tarasenko wants out, and um, you know, which is just kind of segueing into it. Uh, congratulations, by the way, since we're leaving it. Uh, congrats to Tampa Bay, who just can't seem to do any wrong since Tom Brady entered entered town, by the way. I don't think this is any coincidence. Two cups, uh, two Stanley Cups, and a, and a Super Bowl, Lombardi. Mm -hmm. Any coincidence? Not only that, but uh, Miami Marlins were in the uh, World Series. Is there any coincidence that, that that happened when Tom Brady came to town? Wait. The Marlins played in the World Series last year? Yeah, Miami. Uh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I guess then that, that, that seals the deal. Have or Tampa, a, Tampa Rays, sorry. Tampa Bay Rays, sorry. I, I wasn't even thinking. I, oh, I was, I was, on, I was definitely right. way out there. Ta Tampa okay. Bay Rays. Probably. <laughs> I was I was way out in the weeds. I don't know. Well, I, was I honestly didn't know. I, I no, Tampa. Tampa. Enough. It was Tampa versus Dodgers, and Dodgers, okay. of course, won. But okay. um, I watched that game. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Freudian slip, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But it's close enough. Yeah, close enough. Down down the road a little bit. <laughs> but no, I mean seriously, is, is there any coincidence with that? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think there is. There's there's totally. You, know you know what the coincidence is? What's that? You, you want to know what it is? There is no sales tax or no income tax in Florida. Mm. I think that's what it is. So, well, it's it's probably an extra. So, and for football and baseball or ba uh, hockey that have hard caps, um, 
you pay a guy $10 million, he's going to lose at least $2 million of it in taxes almost anywhere else in the world, and, you know, in, in North America. In Tampa, he keeps $10 million. So, the, hence, that's one of the big reasons why the Lightning can sign a player for $8 million yeah. because he's not losing $2 million of it. Yeah, sure. Tax. That's true. It's a big deal. It's and and Canada, fault. that's why Canada has to play their players so much. Yeah. Not only well, do they have to usually move out of the States, um, but they've got to go somewhere where it, they're going to get smoked in taxes. Yeah. yeah. So, know, so they, I have mean, to pay, they have to pay American players that live in America a premium. So. Yeah, I think it. I, I would. Sometimes I think that that's something that they could deal with as well, where your tax rate might be based on not on your local municipality, but on your on the NHL. So if they're located that's, in that's local they law, are, though, that's that's playing with local law, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I hear you. Nobody's going to do that, but it is kind of an unfair advantage. It is. No, it really is. It, it is for there sure. There are a few teams like that, by the way. It's not. Uh, they're not the only one. True. I think I think Vegas is that way. Um, but which does bring us to, what do you think of this Vladimir Tarasenko uh, news? Did this this came as a huge surprise for me? I figured we would see him on the move somewhere, or at least discussions of a move. Um, for him, but I did not expect it to be him initiating it. Well, I, I really don't know, and I don't particularly want to comment on it because this is one of those things that it, uh, to me, we're not getting the whole story. I don't think something's missing somewhere in this. It's pretty sad if, if this is actually just the truth of it, but I'm not going to get too awful upset, frankly. I'm not uh, either. Lose, I mean. uh, or, uh, uh, there was a valid debate even before this come out of whether to leave uh, Tarasenko exposed. And I was yeah. on the side that said you do not because you don't want to treat your players this way. It yeah, makes it easier for the Blues. It really actually does. I no, hate to be I, that I, way. I, yeah. I have no idea why they wouldn't leave him exposed. I mean, I doubt very seriously the other team takes That's it. That's what people are saying on the group. Uh, another one where I'm just kind of, I hate to diss the group too much, but, um, you know, they're discussing that, that you know, why, why do that when you can yeah. get something out of them. But I would rather keep other pieces and just get rid of that Tarasenko contract. Well, I know Let's get it out. I mean, he's, that, what's he going to get? What are we going to get for him? I know, I know one of the guys that, that broke, the guy that broke the story, actually, of the shoulder injuries being one of the big reasons. We've heard the rumors because that was about the captaincy well, it's actually, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but, that one uh, I knew about. Jeremy Rutherford broke just a week or so ago about that this is actually dealing with... Uh, which, which actually coincides issue. with other players talking about this, too. This isn't the first time St. Louis dealing with injury has been discussed in a negative way, which is something that probably needs to be resolved. It'll eventually get them in trouble, whether legal or um, otherwise. Um, well, I, I think that I think that players overall have more uh, say than they used to, but yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But my only thing is, is now that this has come out, I, I, I disagree with Jeremy Rutherford's take, the, uh, the Blues beat writer for The Athletic, who he thinks they should protect him and then turn around and trade him for, a, I believe it was a second-round draft pick, 
that they may who's, have to eat. Who's going to get salary? Them? No. Well, I, no. I honestly think there'll be teams out there that would give a second round pick for him. Well, not only that, but why would the Blues if, want that? But what, if, what well, good are they going to do with that second well, round pick I, with their if, team? Well, that's part of the point. The only thing they're going to get out of this deal is cap space. That's yeah. it. Which right now they could use. And uh, so they, I they have can't, no idea. At their current status, they can't sign Hoffman, basically, or, or some of these guys thing. that were – that I, I, I would like to see Hoffman again, actually. I, I want him signed again. Uh, um, I disagree with that. but, but yeah, I think he'll, he'll be more valuable, I think, than Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, I, I don't. We can go down that path in a minute. The point is, is why in the world would we get rid of Tarasenko for a second-round draft pick and eat half of his salary, which is what he suggested? You're now only saving three million, three to four million dollars in cap space, and then we're which in the is same what situation. you're actually trying to get out of it. Yeah, and that's for two years, by the Cause, way. Because everyone's been talking about the deal. Because before this came out, the problem was he had a no-trade clause. So right. he was he would he would could have said no to any of the teams, which yeah. would have been the issue. I mean, any of the teams that would have wanted him, he could have said no, and you know then you'd be stuck with a contract negotiation and everything. Well, and you're just still stuck out there too. But I do think but, Tarasenko's probably open to moving to several teams. At least I think he's actually trying to work with us. But I just don't see any reason now to protect him. At the very least, they don't take him, but you can protect Sun- Sonny. Yeah, uh, no, you need whoever to keep, you're going to protect, yeah. and you, you get to keep one more good player off that list. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. think the Blues will be dealing with uh, uh, trading uh, Vince Dunn, for instance, and they'll probably try to move him for anything, second round pick for you know something like that. Um, which they might be able to use then to coax somebody out of a team yeah. uh, in, in the draft that's coming up. But all these things have to be moving pretty quick. And I do think uh, Tarasenko uh, will be exposed, although I don't think they'll take him. And I think they'll eventually basically just dra- drop him. He's going to get traded for draft space. He, I mean, there'll be something, either a, a mid-level prospect or a – second, third round draft pick. I, I can see a third or fourth, honestly. People are not going to be getting what they think. No. I mean, I've heard I, yeah. all kinds of wild things coming out about uh, using him in a package for Kachuk. Uh, You'd uh, have to get, we'd be having to give a lot of talent up as well as Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, I, I can't imagine. One of the Kachuk brothers. I can't imagine too many teams. I'm not saying there won't be teams interested in getting him, but they are not going to mortgage their future on a guy that's removed, just had yeah, shoulder surgery. I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's, you it's look at it from happen. Calgary's perspective, why would you get rid of Matthew Kachuk to get yeah. to, to get Tarasenko, who, right. I mean, by all intents and purposes, could, I mean, I think he could have a second wind. I, I don't think he was terrible. I think he played with a lot of fire. He can add, as far as physicality, a lot to a team. I don't yeah. think he's as bad as people say he is. I really no, don't. No, I think he'll probably and I, go I, I on think, somewhere and have a decent, I think, a decent year. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. I, I think he could, and he's probably more an asset to the Blues than he would be to anybody. But if he's yeah. willing to go, then it's time to go. Well, they um, don't have a choice now. Yeah. So, I agree. I, I would say don't protect him. If he goes to Seattle, he goes to Seattle. If he doesn't, then trade him. I mean, yeah, and see at what least you you're get. not at least you're not losing draft. And trade him so. for whatever you get. 
yeah. for where you don't have to give salary. Because I would rather right. go for a fourth-round pick than a second-round pick and retain salary. Right. I don't want to do that because yeah. I just don't. I don't see the option. I, I just because we're already going to struggle to pay pay our players and re-sign some of these guys that we got. Um, and not to mention the fact that free agency is hotter than, to me than the draft market this year. Um, the free agency market is going to be interesting. Or at uh, least the, the people on the trade block are far it, more enticing to me than some of these prospects coming in this year. I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't know. I think we're going to be entering another year. There's going to be a few, like Petrangelo last year got paid. He got paid as the number one defenseman. Um, not many other people got the paychecks they were expecting, including Mike Hoffman, who signed for a pretty minimal contract. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I think we're going to see more of that this year. Somebody's yeah, no, going to pay Jack Eichel. Whenever it comes right down to it, they're going to pony up for the guy because he's the number one overall draft pick. He's the center. He has the, he has the potential to be the guy yeah. of an organization. He's, he's a $10 million player. He's getting paid $10 million a year, and he's a $10 yeah. million player. Somebody yeah, probably is. will pay for Landis God, in my opinion. I wish it was the Blues. Colorado. I wish it was I, the Blues. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see Colorado letting him go, but somebody's going to pay him. Yeah. And I think it'll be Colorado, you know. But uh, you've got a couple of um, – uh, I don't have a list in front of me. So there's going to be a few players, that, the, the real high-end players. But I think what you're going to see is a lot of low-ball contract offers. And in the end, people like Mike Hoffman will be left out there with no team. They're going to be grabbing for low-ball salaries for another year or two, trying to stay in the league and do the best they can. Because, yeah, try and prove themselves to end yeah. up in a better spot moving right. forward. I, I agree. maintain their free agency. But I, I do I, think there are some big players out there. And the Blues, will, I think, will be active this year. Uh, Toronto's got uh, a problem with three of them that they yeah. probably can't afford more than one. And uh, that's, I think the uh, Blues need to be Goudreau open. or Colvin. Well, I would think that your, your team, Toronto, would have to take a good hard look at, at one, of those, one sure. of those two. They're going to lose, would be my guess, they'll be losing Zach Hyman. Uh, another yeah, player that going. I think the Blues could look at if they strike out yeah. on the mothers. Uh, but, I mean, he uh, could add he could add an element for sure. I mean, yeah. he played great. He was a great playoff player too. I mean, yeah, I'm not. It's just that they can't afford him. I think he played himself out of Toronto because yeah, he of the did. salary he's going to command now. But if we're losing Tarasenko, well, he's a, he's a Bruve player, which is the reason why I don't think that Hoffman will be back. Nor do no. I think I want Hoffman. He's I, I would like Hoffman. I, I, I think he played fairly well. I think he proved that he could. I, I, just, I don't know that we will sign him. Yeah. But I think if we can't get these other pieces, then we need to sign him. I mean, because we've got nobody else. Then I don't think it's going to happen, frankly. I, I have no idea why Hoffman would want to come back to St. Louis. True. I mean, After, yeah, he's, in, know, a, he's I mean, in a bad situation. I mean, he's not going to get as many points as he can somewhere else. Because... Frankly, I think next year we're going to be talking about a team that may not even make the playoffs, realistically. I'm not well, trying to be mean. I just yeah. – I, I have a hard time seeing a path for a strong Blues team after what's happened the last two years um, and then just a worse situation. I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it. 
I just don't see the path here. Uh, I think there is a path now, whether or not we we take it or not, I don't know. Uh, you know, and and the players have a lot to say about this, but I I do think the loss of Tarasenko actually will not be a bad thing for this club. No, I think I, it I works in their favor. So, you know, we've talked about this on the last show, where we're heavy on uh, uh, left wings, and uh, we need we got to deal with that. We need more right wing help. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Uh, so now some of these players are also centers, but do we need we need a left wing or a right wing, terribly bad, and then you need a left D, uh, yeah. and you need it needs to be a number four stay at home defenseman, not terribly expensive, but that's what we need. And if we do that, will we beat Colorado? No, probably not in the regular season at least. But will we play against Minnesota and Dallas? and Chicago, and, and what I think is actually shaping up to be a fairly weak division. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, yeah, you're I, I right. I mean, will. Divisional. And, and I think the team will still be built towards the playoffs, not not with what you have now. I, but I think that there's so much riding on the line with this team. Will they resign Schwartz? Yeah. I, actually, I'm okay with letting him go. Depending on how much he makes, uh, you know. So yeah, I think we're going to be. I think we're going to look back and see and see a very different Blues team. I think this year, yeah. regardless. I mean, but they're going to have to do some things. I mean, they can't. I mean, regardless. I mean, there's there's just no choice uh, with their cap situation. They're going to have to be a different team than than it was. So, I don't know. Yeah, I personally. Uh, I I think we've talked about it, whether they should, you know, just kind of give up and, you know, maybe next year especially, especially if this year doesn't go well, and um, see about getting a better draft pick. And I don't disagree with that. I really don't. Um, and, and hopefully rebuild the roster in some way. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good year to tank, but I don't see them doing it. Yeah, I, I don't either. I just hope that. I don't know. I would hate to see another year like this where they put themselves in a bad situation because I do think they put themselves in a somewhat bad situation this year. Um, just playing the cap game the way they did and then signing the players they did. And you're just left with a whole lot of money being thrown into the void and stuff they don't need. Um, so hopefully it's not again this year. So we'll see. But the last thing, I guess, on the thing, which we kind of talked about, Seattle expansion draft is coming soon this month. Yeah, they have to um, have their expansion list out Saturday. So uh, um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited. I think this will be a better experience than probably Vegas was. I think teams will kind of know better what to do at this point. But I'm excited for a Seattle team. I mean, hey, let's do it. <laughs> I like the Kraken, whatever. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like to release the Kraken. Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome for sure. I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. I'll be glad to see the uh, 32 teams line up. Hopefully, they stop expanding uh, anytime in the near future. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, there's the the league is watered down enough talent wise. I think they need to probably think there's plenty of teams. Um, Seattle makes so. sense though. I mean, they're a huge market. Yeah, yeah capitalize no, I, on I agree. Capitalize on it, and um, you know they're a big sports sports area anyway. Um, so, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I, I honestly hope Vladimir goes with the Seattle expansion. I really do. I really hope he he does. <laughs> I hate to be that way, but I think that's probably the best route to go. That way we don't have to worry about any salary. He's gone, and we can keep players that we can actually build with. Um, so we'll see, though. We'll know this week. Yeah. Yep. Well, they have to have it out. Uh I think the draft is Saturday, isn't it? It is. Uh, I think it's uh, so. I mean, the expansion draft. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Saturday. I think sometime this week we have to have our our uh, 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 the list, our protected list out, which I mm -hmm. think is uh, going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see that as well. Yeah, no, it's exciting times for sure. Do you have anything else, though, that you want to add before we close off the show? No, I'm good to go, I think. Uh, just excited to be a big week. I know you're excited for uh, the NBA Finals, and uh, yeah. this is the silly season now. It's uh, <laughs> interesting for uh, for the NHL. I'll be watching that pretty close as we yeah, move no. very quickly through expansion, uh, draft, uh, free agency window, all the stuff that's coming in a very condensed schedule before you know and it. There'll be plenty of be, interesting stuff yeah. to, to see and keep your yep. eyes on. Yeah, it's a very interesting team. Sometimes this stuff is more interesting than the season itself. <laughs> yeah, you get your hopes up and you see all these players and potentials and get all these scenarios. Just don't get too involved in the scenarios that may happen because <laughs> some of them may not. <laughs> yeah. So keep that yeah, potential in mind. You. So either way, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Welcome to Real Talk Sports. This is Deadeye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Steven Senegal. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I think I'm doing about as it's going to get. We're here. Yeah. We're talking about some sports. I've got my um, my goods from that were acquired from none other than my boy over here, Steven Senegal. Care to what? clue him in on what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, so you're going to rub it in my face after a, a graciously delivering the 12-pack of Coke uh, to you over you getting beyond lucky with uh, with uh, Montreal making it uh, beaten. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, I can't even say their name. The Vegas Golden Knights. Uh -huh. So that's that was you're awesome. You're actually going to you. You can't even sit there and say that that was a good bet, because I remember when this <laughs> bet was made. <laughs> you, I, I questioned it, and you said you you just kind of went out on a limb, and then you couldn't back out. I mean, no, I'm, I'm gonna stand on that. I'm gonna well, stand yeah. on it. I mean, and sure. Then, yeah, yeah I, I didn't back down. I mean, I, I could have easily been like, ah, oh, man, no, I, I had a few too many. Let me let me out, you know, the, out of this one. But I didn't do that because I wasn't drinking. I came up with that bet, and I got what I got. You know, I played my game, and I in this case, I got a pretty good prize. He <laughs> probably should have held out for uh, <laughs> odds because I probably would give you three coats to one. You know, there's no way that Montreal is beating the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. I, so you cheated yourself out of two 12-packs. Yeah, I may have, but but at the same time, it was too risky to do that. Because the likelihood 
would have been that I'd I mean I definitely if I would have put money on it I'd have won a lot of money admittedly I think because I'm sure Vegas had the odds of of Vegas going and trouncing them was pretty high um, yeah. I just saw the writing on the wall I mean I'm not saying I'm some prolific analyst you know I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm anything more than than what we are a couple of dudes that, that happen to watch a lot of sports talking about sports as if we know anything about them um, you know that's just <laughs> wait I thought we were supposed to be experts in our field mm, I mean we may want to consider ourselves that but uh, uh, that's okay. up to the that's up to the public it'll take a good couple more predictions like that to uh, for me, yeah. to, for me to <laughs> nobody nobody's buying <laughs> buying this one you just got lucky and couldn't figure out you couldn't figure out a way to get out of the bet yeah. so you you just got lucky yeah, I ain't, I ain't dissing nothing. I, I ain't acting. I'd I, I be like you and me showing up at the horse track. Yeah. And going, you know what? I got $100, and, and I'm just going to put it on the long shot to say that I bet it, and then you come home with, with the money. Yeah. I mean, I would, there's no skill here. Uh, I, mean, I, I think there was actually analytics. I gave you my reason for why. is because I don't believe in Vegas, and I never will, until they completely change their team. It's kind of like Toronto at this point, except I actually like Toronto. It's just they've got a losing team. And you keep throwing a losing team out there. And the playoffs, that's proved time and time again. It's like Colorado at this point, too. Where you know, Colorado, I'll sign on with being like Toronto. But I, I okay. will disagree with you on Vegas. Uh, in what way? What have they done to prove it? Vegas went all the way in year one. Oh, yeah. To the finals. Yeah, year what two, did they do? They, they got well, smoked. They, they did lose. In year two, they did... Uh, nothing. Literally they, nothing. No, they got cheated. Oh, my of, gosh. Dude, you, nobody can look back at that horrible high stick call that didn't even hit the guy. It, okay, it, it no, I agree with that. To, change, to be changed, where yeah. the refs can go back and look at all five-minute majors for review. No. I, okay, but they but granted, they could have put themselves in a better situation to where their whole season wasn't riding on that. So yeah, there's I, that. I, well, okay, <laughs> but, they could have stopped. That that's my problem. That's my problem with that. Four goals. It's different still. in football, where where you literally have one game that decides that. Well, that's that not was, the case. That was the, that was the clinching game. Yeah, but it's but they put themselves in that position. Well, I up think to the that two point. teams were fairly evenly matched. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree. That team is built for the playoffs. Have fun. Now I'll, I'll and, put another and, soda. Now, uh, this, now, let's do it. Let's do it right no, now. Mark on the gonna, there's no bets going out right now on. Heck, I'll, 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 I'll do just it right put now. money on the Blues if we're doing that. I'll put, the, I'll put no. I'll put I'll put I'll put a soda on anyone going up against Vegas in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not done. even going to take that bet. I'm we out don't on Vegas. Even remember that one. I'm but out that, on that, Vegas. I, I, in all, in all seriousness, I'm kind of joking with that. But in, in all seriousness, though, like, uh, you, you, I play the eye test, um, and that's which isn't always analytics, which is what we're saying we're doing. But what do I see? I've watched enough hockey to know what wins a game. Um, I'm not saying I'm an expert. Again, I just have seen a lot of games go whichever way. And what my eyes tell me about Vegas is they're not going to win. 
in the playoffs. That's what that's what I based that bet off of. I think okay. it's going to happen again until they change the dynamic of their team. I, I, unlike unlike both Colorado and Toronto, I think the team has made up fairly well for the playoffs and regular season. They've got a, a, a very stout defense. They've they don't have enough scoring forwards. That's their deficiency. Their goaltending is solid. But they got absolutely, they got their ass handed to them by the Canadians, who subsequently went and got reamed by Tampa. This one, they wasn't disagree close. with any of that. I'm not going to disagree with any of that. I think, I do think that, I do think that the Vegas played down to the level of their team. But the team that beat Colorado, is not the same team mentally. I think they took Vegas or the, the Habs lightly. I, I do think too. They read their own press and they thought that because the only player that really showed up against the whole Habs series was Alex Petrangelo. Uh, he knew better. He yeah, knows he knew what better. it takes to win. Yeah, he, and he, he was there all series. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had spurts of other people, but their big stars on front did nothing. Yeah, well, it was, it was Toronto. It was Toronto all over again. That, really, you're right. I mean, you got that. your you got your key players not not showing up. Yeah. But I mean, but I, I may, do think that I do think that that team has all of the elements it needs to win. Whether it will or not, I don't know because you and I have talked extensively about the hockey being a crapshoot. It is. I mean, yeah. any sport is. I mean, part of the fun of the sports is the luck factor. Yep. And there is a lot of luck factor that goes into it. I mean, frankly, Vegas got lucky in the, the team they got. Frankly, I mean, that, that comes down to luck in a lot of ways. Now, they've went and changed that entire team. But that first year, you know, that was a lot of luck that, that the players and, and everything kind of fell to them the way they did. That's not necessarily skill that brought that in there. I don't I don't know that I'm going to ride with that one either. Uh, I, I, I mean, it takes, it takes a strong mind to be able to pick yeah. from the, the thing that the pool that they had. But. I thought they took a real good advantage of GMs that paid overpaid to get certain players off of their team. I don't think we're going to see that tomorrow. No, I, the, think they, uh, the I think they know better. They know better uh, now. Yeah, I mean, they paid uh, uh, they, they paid Vegas Marsha show to get rid of one of their other forwards, both of which are on their top line. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there was about three of those teams that did that, loaded up with two good players rather than just letting them pick the one they wanted. And I think you know, you're going to see most teams. Uh, somebody may do something ignorant tomorrow. I probably will. No, there's, there's going to be at least there's going to be one guy. There's going to be one. Uh, I'm not going to say say his name. He probably listens to the podcast. But the one guy drinking too many beers at the draft, <laughs> hanging out in the background, <laughs> taking his second kicker of the night yeah. in, the, in the fourth round. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're probably right. So there's I agree be, with that. Concept. That one guy. <laughs> but, uh, Keep bringing him up. <laughs> so, if you're listening uh, yeah. and you know who you are, we love you, buddy. We really do. <laughs> Stay off the sauce. And yeah. whenever you're drafting. Yeah, you, may, you may draft a good uh, team this year. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that should be tip one, I think, in fantasy. Uh, yeah, we have, we have fantasy general tips down at the bottom. You get a bonus one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink and draft. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's not a good idea. That's asking for it. 
But uh, either way, we've talked. But about I do, I do hear, I do hear what you're saying on that. See, I, oh. and I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a person. I'm trying to, to talk, and, and you know, I'm talking a little bit out of my butt, sure. But I, I do believe to a certain degree what I'm saying. I'm, I'm creating a bit of a hot take, but I hear you. It, it, but I really do have a problem buying the Vegas narrative or the Colorado narrative because you see it in football every year. You hear these same teams coming out, and I'll, I'll throw my own team under the bus, the Dallas Cowboys, every year. What do you hear in the offseason? All oh, the Cowboys are going to win, win it all. They're going, they're going to be divisional champs. They're going to go all the way, and what do they do? Six and six, <laughs> freaking not six and six, but you know, like they're they're yeah. they're eight, and eight by the end, and you're just right in the middle. You know, you're right in the middle there, and I, I guess now you you're never going to be split down the middle because we got seventeen games. I, but I, I think that that's one of the more interesting aspects of hockey over the other sports, over. Football, especially, I can't speak of the others. I mean, I still think baseball, the cream rises to the top. Season is too long. Or well, it, the cream it, rises to long. the top, but also the teams have too much money to spend. Oftentimes, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you, and the and the and the same cream rises to the top is the right. problem yeah. I have with baseball. Because a third of the teams are eliminated once spring training is over. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the uh, you know the good old Royals who did win not long ago, but somehow lost their entire. Either way, you know what I mean. I, they need a, they need a cap in baseball, and uh, but. Football is the one good thing about football is is the randomness of that sport. While generally the better team wins, that one game playoff really does make for some interesting matchups. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it really does. You're you're right, 100. percent But there's in hockey and, and in football, there's such a home field advantage too. True, true. And you noticed in the regular season last year, without the fans, and this is something that's actually an interesting debate. Um, is notice people like Aaron Rodgers who are very vocal heavy. If you notice in their game plan, they communicate a lot. As soon as the fans start coming back to the stands, that started being a little bit more of an issue. Um, yeah. You know, you're seeing, you're going to see that this year, where those um, play call heavy quarterbacks are going to struggle a little bit more with these with these home field advantages. But that is a big thing about football. I mean, you've got you've got that game because because you know if you're at an opposing opposing team stadium, you know they're not going to let you let you hear <laughs> Seattle teams like that that are notoriously loud. You're that opposing team, and you're going up for that big throw in the third. You're, you know, you're third and long. You're in deep trouble, my friend. You ain't going to hear a thing. <laughs> you're just going to have to go for it. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of the part of the thing with football, and it's interesting. But, um, hey, what do you know? We, speaking of which, it segues us right into football news, which we're going to briefly touch on before we get. We're going to get right into hockey. This is a big hockey show. Um, so, um, which in general we're normally going to be anyway. Um, but I did have a couple of things that came out in football that I wanted to talk about. Um, Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, supposed to be a very hot um, running back, coming off of a good tear of the last part of the season, has tore his Achilles and is out for the season. Didn't even make it to training camp. 
Uh, that's just, that's hard. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the reason why I said we got to wait until as late as we possibly can. To have well, no, see, see, there's an advantage to that, though, too. I've, I've drafted four teams, and you know what I did on three of those four teams? I picked up Daryl Henderson, the backup off the waiver wire. So I got... <laughs> so, and then the one I was too late on. So, so I'm just saying. So I got a, I got my third starting running back. <laughs> so there's an advantage to it. You just got to play the game. And there's, there's wins and loses. Losses. I mean, drafting early, which it could be a whole other thing. Drafting late's good, but at the same time, you're not taking a whole lot of risks. Most of the players are known. Preseason talk is there. So you're not able to get the sleepers as much. If you draft early, if you're paying attention to what's going on, I didn't draft Cam Akers a single time. And I'm not saying that's because I'm terribly intelligent. I thought he was risky a pick Whoops, anyway. I apologize. What is that? What's what? What's what? Uh, I got to close that down, I guess. What are you doing? Uh, well, you didn't hear that? Okay. No. All right. Well, that's good. I, I was looking at news sources on ESPN, uh, the, now the home of hockey, and I guess it's yeah. just blared into my ears as a video starts in. I'm sorry. I, 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 that had me all flushed. <laughs> you, you completely derailed us for a second. We yeah, were, going, we like, were on a hot cow. streak. <laughs> sorry. No, but, no, you're good, man. I, but, but in a, yeah, I mean, there's benefits to it if you're paying attention and you can do those early drafts. You can pick up guys like, um, you know, Aaron Jones, you know, who a lot of people are down on because they don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to make it. Um, you know, to Green Bay. So you can pick up Aaron Jones towards the end of the first, maybe even into the early parts of the second round. And at that point, he's a value. Keep in mind, that dude was, depending on your format, like running back six on the year. So if you're picking him up at, you know, the 12, uh, at the number 12 pick or even the 13 or 14, that's crazy. That's a good value. I mean, you're taking a bit more of a risk, but it still is what it is and you can pick up Aaron Rodgers in like the sixth round seventh round sometimes yeah that I've seen on my draft so it is what it is but I mean there, like you said there is a benefit and I'm fine with it but I do think you know there's also some fun to be had in doing a, in a really early draft um, because what you're going to see and that is I guess a fantasy tip again is you're going to hear a whole lot of coach speak you know it in hockey uh, Steven Senegal, where every coach, that hot new player, they're real hot <laughs> until they hit yeah. the ice that first time. Oh yeah, or or you like you've heard this one before. They're making big strides, <laughs> or they're well on track. Good player. Good they're player. ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hear a lot of that in training camp, and a lot of coaches and a lot of coach speak, which is very similar similar to corporate speak. It doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Another another tip going into because training camps are already started for some teams as far as rookies go, um, and even a couple uh, you know full training camp so we're really into the heat of it so uh, i didn't so know that mind. yes shows you how much i follow football <laughs> yeah fair enough i mean you're not going to hear a whole lot of news because a lot of teams are just now starting their rookies at training camp so you, you won't see until the 27th most teams are actually having their full teams out there for training camp 
but it's getting it's happening but uh either way uh tom brady did you hear about his news recently no he went through his season including a super bowl win on a torn mcl injury apparently a fully torn mcl and won the super bowl with it do you think that it's possible that mount olympus has sent a demigod I don't know. to the earth to play football <laughs> it has to be. what will we call him i don't know I mean, tom brady is it has to be man uh, i know people get mad about talking about tom brady they're like oh, i'm tired of hearing about him I, i'm sorry at a certain point the guy's just that good and i mean this is a new story because everyone last year was all, all Patrick Mahomes, all his turf toe injury or whatever he had towards the end of the year. Okay, Tom Brady was riding with an MCL injury the entire time, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. Obviously, you know, toe injuries are terrible for a quarterback because that completely shoots their, their uh, mobility out the window. Um, at least you can kind of manage an MCL injury. But, I mean, still, it's just crazy what he was able to accomplish. Because if you look at all the hurdles of last year, right? I mean, a quarterback on a new offense, that's pretty hard already. You know, you never hardly see rookies really blow up in that first year unless you're Justin Herbert, you know. But it's just an anomaly. Not to mention a guy who's been with the same team for as long as he has with Tom Brady and the Patriots going to a completely different offense that's ran literally the opposite of the New England Patriots instead of the dink and dunk type offense that the Patriots are known for you got you're now going to air it out with Bruce Arians throwing these insane freaking passes to guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans it's just a whole different ball game and not only that but then you've got no preseason to adjust to those guys so and now we learned that he was he went through a good portion of that season with an MCL injury. It's just crazy, and he, and he got surgery in it in February. He's good to go, but um, that's just wild, man. I wonder what he's going to be with without you know removed from that surgery. Uh, Will Bucks he be better? Bucks won't make the playoffs this year. Mm. I ain't betting on that. Brady's proved everything he, he needs to prove. Now, if the NFL was smart, they wouldn't let Tampa Bay get to the, get to the playoffs because they, they let Tampa Bay get to the playoffs last year because they were dangerously close to not making it. I remember 7-5 and five they were at one point, and people were questioning, are they going to even make the playoffs this year? Um, but then they had a tear, absolute tear at the end of that year, bringing them to the playoffs. And if you remember, what did I tell you as soon as they made the playoffs? Never underestimate Tom Brady in the playoffs. You can never ride him out. And you know what happened? He won. I've seen enough of Tom Brady to know he makes it happen at the playoffs. I think I might try to draft him. He might be my first round draft pick this year. <laughs> Just so every Sunday you get to watch my team with uh, with uh, Tom Brady and uh, and Tyreek Hill. Just you know, crush everybody's dreams. Another 
uh, fantasy tip. Do not draft Tom Brady in the first round. <laughs> Especially when he's going at the fifth or sixth round in ADP. <laughs> yeah. Get him around there. <laughs> you got you to gotta keep, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, if you really want him, you go Solid pick. You say yeah. he'll be there. <laughs> solid pick. It's a solid Steve, pick. Steve's over there. <laughs> Steve's the one over in the corner this time. Had a few too many. <laughs> good, good, good pick, buddy. Good solid pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drafting me some kickers, too. Now, that's extremely funny because our league will not have kickers. In it. <laughs> but somebody, somebody is probably going to draft a kicker. Yeah, that would now, be pretty funny. Are you going to let them? Are you going to stop them from doing that? Are you going to just let them let them waste their pick? No, I'll stop. Because you know, if our buddy was was there, he'd do it. He may. Third round. Yeah. I'm getting the first kicker off the board. <laughs> you haven't read the rules, have you? <laughs> and the funny thing is, he doesn't actually go after someone like Koo, like uh, the the Atlanta Falcons kicker, who's just an absolute freaking beast. That that would definitely be the first kicker off the board. It'd be it'd be some random guy that would normally be on the waiver wire out there somewhere, like a Bengals kicker or something like that. That's where it'd be. <laughs> Oh, uh, I like him. <laughs> yeah, solid pick. Yeah. Either way, I don't, I, I'm done with the slander on the poor guy. He's a, he's he's a good dude. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's some good football news uh, to talk about. So, any thoughts on Tom Brady other than you're going to draft him in your fantasy First football round. league? First round. <laughs> you know, I do have a question. Okay, what's that? Okay, here's my question to everybody. That, to, maybe to everybody that's listening. Why in the world do people even bother to listen to uh, fantasy experts give their advice on who they should pick up? Because to win, wouldn't they lie? It depends. Especially on those, uh, especially on those daily fantasy leagues where them guys are investing in the sure. money, in their own money into into winning. I, I bet you they never give their picks. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, I'm intentionally holding some of my some of this stuff. I'm not. I'm uh, too dumb. You know, I, mean, I, I, I am. I'm, I, I am intentionally holding some tips because I know some of our listeners are listening. I'll be honest about that. But I'm not going to try and lead you astray on purpose. Like if I say something, you know me. I'm honest to a fault. I told people last year to do things that ended up, you know, getting me smoked. You know, picks off of the waiver wire or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably a good idea, or whatever. Um, so that that's is what because it is. you play. You play with a bunch of suckers. Oh, no, I, I just want to help people out have a good time. Okay. But, no, I, I hear you, but at the same time, there's some guys that's actual livelihood is just fantasy football. So they make enough money off of telling people about fantasy football that they don't have to worry about betting that money on fantasy football. So they could actually be really good picks. Like, they, they are pretty helpful. So, okay. Like the fantasy footballers, I'll, I'll, shout, I'll shout out the fantasy footballers. I love them. Uh, fantasy pros, they're pretty good. The fantasy headliners and fantasy football advice, all those guys are do that as a as a career. They're pretty good. They're all they're all really pretty interesting to listen to. So either way, uh, some basketball news. Bucks are up three two. Let's go Bucks. Uh, they might win. 
by the time I'm done with this podcast, they may have won. So I'll, I might keep you all updated, but we'll have to see. Um, it's been a huge turnaround. Um, so they're, they're just looking hot, man. They're, um, they're playing really well. They're playing great defense. They're playing great offense. They're just a great all-around team. And at this point, they're picking up enough steam to where it looks like they, that the Suns had, don't have much of an answer for them. Um, it's just, I mean, they're keeping it close. They're not getting blown away. But you're starting to look at a team that I think is heating up into something, something pretty powerful. Coming at a powerful price, if that if that means anything. <laughs> so, but I won't get. I won't talk too much about that. I know you're not all that interested, but let's just well, say bucks and I'm six. I'm watching it, sort of. Buck, bucks and six. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, so we're on to hockey news, and the main reason we wanted to do the show today is it is Tuesday night, day before the Seattle expansion draft, and I think it'll be fun to look at how wrong we were uh, <laughs> after the draft happens, uh, because you never know. Who, who knows? But, um, we'll get into that in just a moment. A couple news leading up to that. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko has been cleared by doctors. Um so we'll take that. We'll take that as it was. Some rather sketchy and and um, strange timing, if you will, about yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is akin to the Carey Price news. Yeah, his knees and hips are terrible. Yeah, I think yeah. they're about the same. They're, Montreal seems to be trying to keep uh, the Kraken from taking Price. Yeah. The Blues seem to be doing everything they can to get the Kraken to take Tarasenko. Well, there's, I don't have a problem with either one. No, I'm okay. Let's, we got to move on either way. And the only thing we're getting out of Tarasenko is cap space. So hey, that's if they take him, they take him. Well, the problem is if we trade him, and that's the, all the talk that I'm seeing. I'm seeing people on this group that are some of them are actually whining about Tarasenko leaving and I'm like the dude wants to leave if he wants to leave there's not a whole lot of a choice it's not like people are running him out of the building if he wants out he wants he's going to get out one way or the other and, so and, and, and to make and, and to especially be, uh, when the blues were going to probably get rid of him anyway if they could, if they saw if an they opportunity, could. they would have gotten rid of him anyway without yeah. this news. I, I just don't get it. I, I love Tarasenko as much as the next guy. He was probably and probably still is one of my favorite blues there is. He feels like he was wronged, whether he actually was or not. Who knows? Yeah, but don't. I, don't, I don't think that he did it maliciously at all. At all. Um, because... The guy was has been great for the community of St. Louis, um, and he's done everything in his power to play as hard as he can for the Blues. So I don't see why we would immediately assume that this guy is lying or being, you know, giving us anything other than his version of the truth. And it, and it may be that they, they, I don't think it was malicious on the doctor's part to get no. wrong if that's the case. No, and it wasn't. It's, it wasn't. So I mean, it's, it, it could be just... It, who knows? It could yeah. be any number of things. I don't think we'll ever fully know. But, uh, you but know, it sure he does out. seem to me that, hey, you're right, it does seem to me that the Blues are, are just, okay, he's great. Here you go, Kraken. Here's a 40-goal scorer in his prime. Uh, all yeah. you got to do is, is take him. 
<laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know that they're that dumb, but you know. I don't know if it's dumb, because realistically, if he is cleared by doctors and they're saying he's as good a shape as he was, and we we literally saw him in person play pretty well, and if he could play that well through a season. He'll be great. He'll be a great asset to a team that'll take him. He'll be an expensive asset at that price, given that kind think, of workload. Yeah. But he, he gets can, 30 goals. His $7.5 million is not expensive. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I really don't. Um, I, think the, I think the real question here is, and I've seen rumors that says Tarasenko is willing to go there. Um, but I gotta wonder whether or not he really wants to go there or not. Uh, Seattle, I doubt it. I, I, I don't know if he has much of an option though. Um, well, he's got no trade clauses, but it's really different. Wants out of St. Louis, he has yeah, to open it's up. different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think they take I him. Then it's all those a, no trade clauses go with it. See, from my understanding though, a no trade clause is a different thing than a no movement. Um, in this case, in this case, Seattle can draft him, and I don't know how much of a choice he would have this side of walking or holding out of going to Seattle at that right. point. That's the reason why Doug Armstrong made a big deal out of not giving a no movement clause. Yeah. Because while he can't be traded or he has limited trade protections, I think in his case it's a full no trade clause. Uh, and he gave them a list of ten, uh, some teams, ten originally. Would, I think that he would be willing. He to would go to. to. I think it probably has expanded. But and anyway, I the no movement clause basically is keeps a team from releasing them in the expansion draft or uh, sending them to the minors or waiving a player. They just have to eat it regardless of what's going on. Uh, so and a lot of people in the group actually didn't understand that one either yeah. in that case. And that is one huge, because in this case, it's extremely important Correct. Um, to, to realize. Um, yeah. And what I think, and some rumors that are going on are actually that it's going to end up being one of those situations where Seattle will take them. And then I've heard rumors that the Flyers are going to then trade with Seattle for another player to get Tarasenko because they do apparently want him. Um, I don't necessarily know why, <laughs> but, but they do. And um, again, I actually don't have a problem with Tarasenko. I think he will be a valuable asset to another team. But the problem is at a certain point, let's say we don't get rid of him and he stays with that team, how much is his head going to be in the game? If he wants out that bad, to, to be actually vocal about wanting out, what what kind of asset is he going to be? Where's his headspace going to be in that game? And I don't think it'll be as valuable in St. Louis as it will somewhere else. Let the guy walk. It'll help out both both parties. I think in this case, to just and if Seattle drafts him, I'll be happy actually, frankly, because it's the best case scenario for both. Because I think Seattle will be a competitive competitive team right off the bat. I mean regardless of probably it going better than the Vegas draft uh, from teams and kind of teams knowing how to handle it, they're still going to have a good team. I mean, they're getting to pick between a list of key players to a certain degree, and, and some of them are pretty high targets because they've got a – They've got, they're from teams with huge cap problems that are just hoping someone grabs one of these big ticket guys. You know, so, and similar to the Carey Price situation, where I, I think, I actually think Montreal wants to get rid of him. 
personally. I mean, if they can get rid of that cap space to Seattle, I think they're fine with it. Riding Jake Allen out. I mean, shaky Jake can hold down a season well enough, I guess. And, I mean, it gives it gives Montreal pieces to fit. I just don't think they're going to be as good as Carey Price. I don't think it's smart on Montreal's part. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but... Yeah. Still, I don't think Montreal's going to be mad if, if Carey Price is taken. I don't think they would cry, but I don't honestly think they want him taken. I think Montreal, because they don't have much past him on their... Uh, I'll have to get to that list. Yeah, there's uh, not a huge... They don't have much behind Carey Price. No, I mean, they protected Jake, um, which who... who the, the reason they did that isn't so much, I think, a negative against Carey Price. I think they're hedging their bet of, okay, they probably don't want his his salary to take. But if Shaky Jake was out there, you bet they would have taken him because he's not worth a whole lot of their cap hit, and they know how good he was last year because the times he did play especially during the regular season, the guy was awesome. I mean, he was a really good player. Um, so they would have taken him because he wouldn't have cost much of anything, you know, to get a player like that. So he'd have, get to, he'd have gotten taken for sure, I think. Yeah. But who knows. Um, well, that, I guess that's a good segue to get into the actual expansion draft itself, uh, which is occurring tomorrow. Um, would you like for me to read out the order of which the expansion boards will will or the expansion draft will happen? Well, it, I didn't know that there was an order. Uh, there is, according to the Seattle Kraken um, uh, Facebook page. Um, it appears that it it could be different. I mean, it's it's just on there, on their page. Um, this is their draft board, though. The first one is Avalanche, Blackhawks, uh, Columbus, uh, St. Louis Bruins, Canadians, uh, the Knuckleheads, Washington, Arizona, uh, the Devils, the Ducks, Calgary Flyers, Hurricanes. Uh, New York Islanders, Winnipeg Jets, Kings, uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto Maple Leafs, Oilers, uh, the Panthers, then the Penguins, then the Preds, the Rangers, Detroit, the Sabres, uh, the Senators, the Sharks, Dallas, and then the Wild. So uh, that could be interesting. Um, and if that actually is the order, then... Colorado is prime for the picking. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't. I, uh, I think the order may just be in the way that they're releasing sure. them. Sure. Because yeah. the they have to submit. So they're going to figure it out and submit yeah. the entire list together. Yeah. So it's not like, well, okay, I've got my goaltender, so. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying it'll be like an actual, like, you're sitting there watching the college draft. But apparently that's the order they're wanting to go in or, or something. That's what they just have posted uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so who knows? I mean, they could be just putting that out there just to, just to mess with people. So who knows? Uh, I will say, uh, go through a list of notable names from the uh, NHL expansion draft. And uh, most of these we can get into 
Um, there's going to be some that are left out, obviously. If your favorite player that's on this list is left out, I'm sorry. But according to SiriusXM's NHL Network Radio, and we'll kind of you know, talk about them as it comes up, uh, Carey Price, what do you think the likelihood of them actually taking Price is? I don't think they will. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think there are better. Uh, I think there are better options than Carey Price, especially at ten million dollars. Now they do have to reach the cap floor, which is something that 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 will come up later. I think. Um, I think, for instance, uh, it's, and it's not just. It's not. It's not just the ten million dollars a year. It's yeah. five times ten million dollars a year, I believe. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think he's on the hook for five, at least five more years. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, a long-term contract. Not a long. Not only a long-term contract. Yeah. But like that's a retirement contract, right. actually. Like that's going. That's that, they locked him in until he's retired. I, I just don't see that happening now. Conversely, and I'm not saying they'll take Tarasenko. Tarasenko's cap hit is seven and a half million dollars. He's younger than Price and only has two years left on the contract. Yeah, yeah. There's a so lot if, less risk. Yeah. Involved. If you're going to take a heavy, risky contract. Well, I take Tarasenko, in my opinion, because sure. he's he could it's it's a risk, but he could provide thirty goals, probably will in that setting, if he's yeah if he's good to go, he'll get his thirty goals, seven and a half million dollars. He's got two years that he walks away, or you can use him as trade bait because he probably would be willing to go, and at the end of the year, even you know if he's uh, still with the team, maybe he gets traded to a contender when yeah. most of his cap is gone. Uh, you know, or most of his payroll is gone, I should say. Um, and so if, if you lose and Tarasenko's bad, you're really only on the hook for two years. You know, yeah. and, and I, don't, I, I think that this team will not look at, I don't think they're looking at it like Vegas did. Vegas wanted to be ultra competitive early and push for a playoff spot and win. I think this team, listening to Ronnie Francis, is more inclined to look a little long term. Long term. Not yeah. saying. Well, maybe they've that seen they what happened to better. Vegas. Maybe <laughs> they've seen what happened to Vegas and, and don't want the same. Because what's going to happen is a Vegas, eventually, Vegas is going to run into issues and have to dump this team. What are they going to be left with? Well, and they've already burnt some bridges with yeah. a lot of their players that they picked. They've kind of alienated some really good players to go last year just to go get Petrangelo, and now they're going to have to lose somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think that they've kind of, they should have stuck with the, I don't know why they went after Tarasenko Petrangelo, when what they really needed was a frontline center anyway. Their defense was rock solid. So I think their management has, to quote the great Stephen King, has forgotten the face of their father. A little bit. What got them there in the first place? On that, I agree with you. Moving forward, Vegas may not be that great of a team. No, they put themselves the in a rough situation right. too. That's and the other half of that is look at where this team is at. Now, I, I didn't come up with this, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. I was listening to another podcast on hockey. They're in the Pacific. Yeah. The only two teams that's probably guaranteed playoff spots in the Pacific are Vegas and. Uh, Edmonton as we go back to our normal alignment. The rest of these teams are going to be fighting for that third playoff spot and it probably won't make a fourth one. So as far as I'm concerned, whatever team that they pick, if they've got competent management, and I do believe the Kraken do, 
they're going to be a pretty competitive team in the Pacific. Oh, yeah, they, Does that mean they're probably going to come out and beat one of some of the beasts that are in the Central? Well, no, no. they're probably not going to get past the See, I think, I think the Kraken, if they play their cards right, can easily be better than Edmonton. I think Edmonton's in serious trouble. I really do. They're gonna, they are gonna have to play trades or the free agency market really well because they're playing too good to get good draft picks, and they just are too bad to make it anywhere in the playoffs because it's just not gonna happen with the current team. You can find me on that one. I know the Edmonton fans are very, very bullish about them. But they're a team that I've seen enough of. That one I will for sure put my foot down. I, I do think I that do they're not a believe, flawed team. I do not believe they're going to do well in the playoffs. They're just not built for it at all. Um, well, everything yeah. you could say about Toronto, well, where, what are they going to do? That's the problem that I have. They're going to have well, to make trades, and who are they going to trade? They're just not in a great situation. Um, no, but the goaltenders, are gonna, they're, there are quite a few available goaltenders out there this year. Free agency. They lost out on play. on Markham, uh, which was their big target. I think the team would have been better. I mean, the, I don't think they're where Toronto is even. And Toronto, most of their problems in their head. So well, that, that no, but, you know, but, but at least Toronto has trade bait. But now, Edmonton doesn't want to get rid of their trade. Bay. They should. I agree. That's they're, they're, that's poor management, which I've been saying since I became a fan of the team. But. I mean, what does Edmonton have other than the two players they're not going to get rid of? Well, I, I, they've got some nice pieces on the back end. But I do agree with you that they need more back end help and some scoring. But I had some tertiary scoring, to quote our, our buddy on uh, Hockey Central yeah. at noon, uh, Stewie. Uh, I think they're going to get that one. Uh, that's They're going to have to get that on the free agent market. And those kind of players are available. They're not just maxed out to the cap like Toronto is. I mean, they're a cap team, but they've got options, I think. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win either. I think that I think that Vegas is clearly the best team in that division. And my only point really is that I think this team can easily compete for that third spot and probably get one. And if lightning strikes real well, then maybe even four teams go for the Pacific. And they got an even better chance. Because I think they're better than the Kings and the Sharks and the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, that's the way I look at it. As far as the goaltending goes in your original question on price, here's what I think they'll do. I think Kapokokkanen is going to be too hard to pass up for the Wild. That, that uh, excellent, yeah. Yeah, uh, not be... Kapo, but uh, Kokkinen's his last name. I can't think of his first name. But either way, they're goaltender for the while. Yeah. That guy's going to get picked, I, I think. He I think may. that's a gimme. I think he may. I, I don't know if it's a gimme. I think he's probably a good choice. I, I, I think that that's the way they'll do. And I think, honestly, that they'll probably look at, at say, Holtby. Yeah, I just from from the Knucklehead. They could. I mean, Holby's pretty will, good. Yeah, that will be their their two two teams or their two uh, main goaltenders. Yeah, that would be playing it smart because you'd have two really rock solid goaltenders. Nothing right. crazy. You're not going to go B. extremely expensive. Yeah, but uh, and, at the and same then the time. Next thing, because the, the thing, thing is, when you pay up huge for for goaltenders, even the be biggest paid ones can suck. I mean, yeah. they just can't. I mean, well, I Carey Price was not good until the, the postseason, frankly. Right. Does the does Seattle really want to play with that fire? I don't think they do. 
um, especially for the cost. You know, I, yeah. I just don't know. But yeah, I think I there's I think there's guys out there that yeah. that he they may should go after. Yeah, I I'm, think, a, I I'm a bigger believer in, in Ben Bishop than you are. Um, well, he's too injury prone. I, I I wouldn't take a I wouldn't even want that guy back in St. Louis. I mean, I'm sorry. I like Ben Bishop. I know he's a St. Louis boy. He's a great goaltender, but he can't stay healthy. He just can't, well, and he has yeah. to prove that he can. Sure, I, mean, I, I see it. Uh, so uh, these two guys probably are okay. My my third one off the board would be the Cats, uh, Vanacek, Vitek Vanacek. He played great last year for the Cats, and if Braden Holtby wants to go to a contender. Uh, you know, which is what I think will happen. He'll get traded because I think Cockenham is going to be their goaltender. And there you go. Now you got trade bait for next year. That's what I see happening. Or they could go the cheap route. I mean, McElhinney is available in Tampa. It's a great backup, you know. You I sure, think those years. You three. sure he won't go after uh, old Raymer? No. <laughs> no. You think Raver's gonna be gonna be stuck out there? No, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're. I think you're a pipe dream there. So that, there's my goaltending. Yeah, you got some, you got some people though. I mean, you got Dubnik. Uh, he's out there. I mean, I don't think he'll probably get picked, but he's a notable name anyway. Uh, one that uh, I hear come up quite a bit that some people might think is uh, is Malcolm Subban from. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, Chicago. he had a good player. season. Yeah, he had a pretty good season last year. He was on a ghastly team, but at times last year he looked red hot. And even when they were bad, he wasn't the reason they were bad. Um, and he he can't be coming at too much of a cost either. Um, so I I hear you. I wouldn't be terribly shocked. There's that. always Michael Hutchison available from Toronto. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. Frederick Anderson, for that matter. Our big safe, Dave Riddich. Jonathan Quick is on the out there. for. Yeah, time. I could see them picking him. but I think He's good. He's I, just, I think he's there. washed a little bit at this point. Yeah, I, I don't I think he was – I don't think even the Kings are going to ride him as their normal – as their starter next year. I, I just don't. Uh, but you were actually right. His name's Capo Kakinen. I'm looking through the. Is through it Capo? The, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so there, there's good options out there, but I, it's hard saying. I, I think you're probably right in this case, though. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, if, if, if or get Brian Elliott, I think is available. Uh, from yeah, he's available. He's unprotected from the Flyers. Where they could get him instead of Holby, say. Sure. But I can. Holby brings the championship pedigree to the team that they're going to want. I, I just see those two as the guys, and then Holby gets flipped at the year, and then it's. Uh, no, no. Hear me out here. And uh, hear me out here. Okay. What you got? How about a late, uh, late flyer for Matt Murray as their backup? To hope for a renaissance of his career. Uh, well, okay, but I don't think he's the goaltender they would take out of Ottawa. If they're <laughs> going to take one, I think it'll be Anton Forsberg. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I actually, I'm a, I'm a Murray guy. I do like him. I think he's just. I don't think he played all that bad last year. 
Um, I did notice that Tristan Jari there, if we were playing a keeper league, he, he's uh, he's being kept. Um, he, he's yeah, he's unavailable. <laughs> you got to protect one goaltender or you break the rules. I heard that the other day. Somebody asked a good question on one of the podcasts. <laughs> what happens if a team doesn't follow the protected list guidelines or doesn't have enough? And uh, the, the penalty is steep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a steep penalty. So that's the reason why we saw um, uh, the Sharks trade for Aiden Hill. Yeah. Uh, because who in the world wanted either one of those two goaltenders? Sure. So they traded for him. In my opinion, I, and Aiden Hill's going to be a great goaltender. He was great for the Oaths. So. And, and there's nobody in their right mind that thinks they're going to take Anderson, is there? No. No. <laughs> no. I, and I do think that Anton Forsberg is an option, but yeah. I think they're taking uh, a Bengi, uh, a Bengi, a Begni, whatever, however you pronounce that name. <laughs> Dodonov is his last name. I can say that. Yeah. Forward. Excellent forward for me. I think that's the big. Evgeny. That's how it is. Evgeny Dodonov. I finally got it. Um, but that's who their pick is, so I don't think it I think there's your. I, I could see them going after uh, even uh, if they were so inclined. I could see them taking a flyer on a young player. One thing, you know, like uh, the Blues, uh, who's up? Yeah. He's not well, I don't. But I, I don't, don't think, think they will. They wouldn't. I don't think Huso did will, enough last year to, to cement himself in the Blues, no. much less another no, team. No, but you got uh, to realize uh, that one of the things that you're looking at, they got to take 30 players. Sure. Uh, they have to have. They have to also have a minor league team. They have to fund it sure. or, or fill it. So some of these players are short term because there's plenty of players they can get on free agency. Oh yeah. Uh, to fill in the roster, uh, or they're going to be taking some younger players, which is the reason why I think if they're going to go after, like it'd be Forsberg, Anton Forsberg, as a goaltender in the minors, he'd be a good one. Or even uh, Huso. You know, I'm not saying they will. I don't think they will, but. I could see it because he's a good, a young, cheap goaltender they could send to the minors. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, but, I'm not going to disagree. I, I hear you on that one. Some uh, other notable names to move on past the goaltenders. Uh, we got Tarasenko, uh, just kind of a status check. Do you think he'll go? I actually do. I think he'll get picked. I, I don't. I, I don't have privy to their to their list. I think that. I rumors think rumors coming out is that, that he probably will, is what I'm hearing. But yeah, those rumors the are the same people that, that just, you know, talk. There's a lot of talk. You could say something's a rumor and make it up completely, and that's possible here. But I, I, think, it's, I think it's a good shot that, the, that Vladimir Tarasenko was going to get picked. He's I just, think it is a good shot. I think it's too juicy to pass up, in my opinion. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. It depends on how they want to go, and it, a lot of it will depend on the rest of their team. I think Vince Dunn is one of the best defensemen that's available. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna read out the the. I mean, uh, there was. I agree. I think he's he's gonna be good. I think there's a good shot on him getting taken. Yeah. I'm not surprised that they left him open either. I think. Um, he'll probably be better off elsewhere. So the protected list from the Blues, Barbashev, Kairou, O'Reilly, Perron, Shin, Sonny Chiba, uh, Robert Thomas, Falk, Krug, Pareko, and Benny. So 
I mean, it's about as safe a list. I'm, I'm pretty happy they, they protected Krug because he showed enough, I think, last year, and especially him and I didn't Paul. think there was. I think that was just some internet fodder, people trying to get some clicks. I don't think that was ever a consideration yeah. of the Blues management. I no, think it's I don't always either. been those three. Well, that's not true. Last year, at the start of the season, at the start of this past season, it would have been Falk that was out there. Yeah. And Dunn kind of played himself off the team. He also kind of messed with management a little bit on the arbitration hearing, sitting out a little bit, you know, showing up. He had a rough year last year. He seemed honestly to be uninterested at times. Um, he played himself right into the expansion draft because I think <laughs> I think they originally wanted to expose Falk and keep him, Krug, and Pareko. Uh, yeah. But now, uh, uh, you know, halfway through the season, okay, Falk's an all-star. I mean, yeah. it's, they showed up. And Krug, while had, while had his struggles, uh, yeah. Well, you, I, know, I you never see, you rarely ever see defensemen come to another team and are good in the first year. We've right. talked about that before. Um, it's just not it's like expecting it's like expecting a tight end a rookie tight end to be good you you have to start at doing what a tight end's job in theory is blocking tight ends are both blocking and they're good at receiving right yeah well they have to be good though at blocking or they're not going to make the team it's the same with the defense they can score for you, but the first thing they have to do is be a good defenseman. Otherwise, you're just a wide receiver that's not as good as the wide receivers. So you have to be good at, at defense. So and that's what happens. You have to focus on that, and then you build that 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 big goal scoring. Everything I saw with Krug last year is no reason to be concerned. He was a very strong player last year for the Blues. I'm yeah. glad. I hope I hope he'll be a strong player for years I, I to think, come. I think the reason why he got a lot of hate for the first half of the series season was because the power play was dismal. Oh, it was. It was rough. And, and some of that... <laughs> and I, he wasn't I, a whole lot to help, for sure. No. I think some of that, honestly, was coaching. It was. Uh, it definitely I, I think I would have let... I don't I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but, man, I think I think I might have let go our, uh, our, the former Dallas coach that came here. Uh, he was in charge of the power play. It was awful. Yeah. That, that and was. I don't think they, put, they wouldn't put uh, Hoffman out there. Why in the world did they sign that guy for four million dollars if they're not going to yeah. put him on the power play? See, I like I like Hoffman. I I, I I wouldn't mind him sticking around. And I think part of that's that they I don't think the coaching staff ever really gave him the full shot he deserved. Not, not until the end. But I I think he has a lot more to show. I really yeah. do, and I don't know. Um, you know, I think he's just a good fit for the Blues, especially if we don't get some of these good forwards out in free agency or well, trades. You mean you don't think we're getting Gabriel Landeskog? I, I thought do. we're getting. I'll, I'll get into that. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to put a soda bet on it. You know, I gotta, you know, give me a chance to win my 12 pack. Back. It's more likely than the people saying that we're going to trade a defenseman for for freaking. One of the Kachuk brothers, freaking Matthew Kachuk, which is just—I'm sorry, dude—if you listen to the show, that's what just not—that's not smart. Why don't we trade in Pareko and whatever other roster play? I, I don't—I don't understand that. I don't. These people just come up with these wild theories that have no grounds. It's like, have you ever watched a game of hockey? Have you ever seen Matthew Kachuk play? They're not going to give him away for anything the Blues have to offer. Yeah. 
period. Like the Tarasenko for Matthew Kachuk. Why would they do that? <laughs> Why? Why? You're, you're, you're basically trading a guy with a far worse cap space issue for a better player with a better contract. Why would they do that? That's not smart. It's not going to happen. <laughs> either way. No, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I mean, either, you know, way, we're, either we're, one of those two guys are virtually untradeable. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, either way. I mean, either, I think I think stranger things have happened, but but well, it's I, I don't know. I think they will wait until if they're going to let him go. They'll probably move him at the uh, they get I more out of him at the draft, think, or more likely at the. Uh, the trade deadline, trade I would deadline. think. So that way, they, they trade them to a team that that doesn't have a chance to uh, that doesn't have a whole lot of a chance to uh, beat them in the playoffs or anything like uh, that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I don't I think, think that team's seriously. I think they're in trouble. Anyway. Yeah, true. Calgary's in trouble. But um, either way, Landis Cog's on here as far as notable exceptions. He's a free agent. I don't see the likelihood. I, I very seriously doubt they're going to take him because if they were going to do that, they're just going to pick up enough players that are cheaper and leave some cap space so they could go ahead and just turn around and sign the guy is what they would do. That would be the smart thing if you were going to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's an option either, but you're just, he's just not going to get drafted. There's no chance. Well, I don't There's think too he many would sign with them. True. He, he may not. I just don't see it. So uh, Landeskog is a guy that the Blues should go after. They, they he would fit the best on that team. That's a pipe dream, I know, but goodness gracious, it's almost too good of a fit not to aggressively go after the guy. Um, Ryan Johansson is out there, and Matt Duchesne as well. I think those could be valuable assets for sure. Um, I don't. I know you're not nearly as hot on either one of them. Um, but I think they'd be awesome. Well, I think Johansson would be a pretty solid pickup for them. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk is on here. Uh, very interesting uh, pick there. I think he could be valuable. Uh, do you like him? I do. I think he would. He'd be amazing in the Bay system, but not at the not at the dog <laughs> not value. They got not at the dog. Same thing with Voracek. Uh, Voracek from uh, the Flyers is a name that keeps keep surfacing on the list. That's who. That's the who they're saying. That's thing. who they're saying. That's who what they're yeah. saying is who we're going to get yeah. is or basically what uh, that's well not who we're going to get. I mean I've seen rumors that that's what's actually. Um, Seattle's want to do take Tarasenko and then trade for him uh, to the Flyers at that point, which yeah, seems strange. I don't, I don't but, know. I don't have a problem with that. Seattle can afford that money. I don't think that. Uh, I, don't I think that uh, Tarasenko or I think Philadelphia gets a the player they want, and Voracek does one out. I think of uh, Philly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they get Tarasenko uh, for roughly the same dollar value. And I think it, Voracek would. And that is a team that Tarasenko player. said that he would be willing to go to. Yeah, it's one of those. Well. So I do think that that's that is a possibility. Uh -huh. um, but you know, you're gonna either way. That's that's gonna have to be worked over. Some of this stuff is crazy. Trying to think through all the goofy stuff. Yeah. Like one of the big rumors some of the trades right now, are going crazy. Which yeah. which I do think is something that is people. I do think there's a little bit of smoke there with that one. Is the Schwartz signing Schwartz uh, to uh, mm -hmm. as a free agent? I don't think so. I don't know why you would, but I could see that one a little bit. 
I just think that I think that Don is too much to pay to Don or Tarasenko is too juicy to pay up. Again, the team has to get to the cap floor. Tarasenko's only got two years. If he if he if he makes it, if everything's okay. Oh, well, that's a cheap 30 goal scorer. And if he happens to score 40, well, it's gold for a new team. Uh, and Dunn is just too good of a defensive a defenseman. He's already won Stanley Cup. He's had some good years. Yeah. And, and he's still very young. So yeah, I, I just I think it's one of those two. I just I don't do really know which one it will be. It's really it's kind hard, of it's hard to tell. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, we're kind of speculating. And frankly, it really just depends on what team they could build up. You right. know what team, what players they have. If they, if there's enough defense, which I think there actually is, to make a good team, and they're probably going to go after Tarasenko instead, um, yeah. because you know they're they can maybe they can get enough defense. But also a good defenseman's a dime a dozen, or is not a dime a dozen, but a good forward is. You know, a, a good young forward. one too that yeah. is cost controlled for a while. So, so they may they, so they may want to go after defense because you're just not going to find as many of those as you are these forwards out there because there's a ton of forwards that are good. But, there's well, not as many probably, defense. I think that they will probably take Giordano from. For instance, from yeah, he was actually the, the, the next name on my list. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, he's I, I was he's a, a lock. Pick. Yeah, and for them to for them to take him, and he's and more trade bait, but he would also give them a solid defenseman to play with. Yeah. So a lot of that depends on that. So let's say, for instance, they decide to go to Carey Price. I don't think they will, but I can I can see the understanding why they would. Well, so, I mean, yeah, you're locking in a really strong right. goaltender. So now they've got ten million dollars in salary cap. That's one eighth of the salary cap almost. Yep. Yeah, it, it actually player. is. Yeah. So that makes no sense then to go after, in my opinion, Tarasenko and say Voracek. Get either one of those guys, mm -hmm. as they're as they're going to have to be a little bit more uh, conservative, I think, with their money yeah. to give them flexibility to take on other contracts in the next year, a at least if they build the way I think they will. Again, I think they'll be competitive. They'll probably be going for a playoff spot, but I don't think any team other than the Vegas is going to beat any team in Seattle in the Central. But then again, hey, we just saw the Habs mow through Vegas, so you never know. Yeah, true. Stuff happens. So, but yeah, I, I think it depends a lot on where they go. What was the rumored team that they're going to put out there first, did you say? Uh, Colorado. Well, I think that's probably going to be Don Scoy there. Uh, if you ask me, that's the guy they take. Uh, he's not real high uh, salary, but, you know, um, the Blues are pretty high in that list, though. Yeah, right. they were. They were like um, their fourth on that list. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I could see them going with Donskoy, and then you know, um, I'm not. I just don't see them going to Landeskog. That's for sure. I have that's a hard time with it. Yeah, I, I doubt it'll happen. I think it would be stupid, frankly. I just don't get the benefit of doing it because well, you're going. A, they would have made a deal to, to pick him and sign him. Sure. They wouldn't be wasting that pick. So this deal's already been done, which now keep in mind that the that window happens. for them to, uh, there is a window here for them to exclusively uh, yeah, negotiate deal. with these restricted yeah. free agents or the unrestricted free agents. So I guess anything's possible, but honestly, I cannot see a reason for uh, Lance Scott to go there. 
In fact, I cannot see I can't see a reason why Landis Glog leaves Colorado. I mean, I guess if he just wants the money, uh, from what they're lowballing him, I guess I can see it. You know? Yeah, they they really uh, aren't valuing him very very well. I, well I, I don't know that they can. True, uh, they may and, not have the option. But yeah, I do I think that's think a big hit to Colorado yeah. on a team that I think already has enough things going against them. I think they're a really strong team, one of the best teams out there. But, again, we haven't ever seen that actually play off in any sort of um, real uh, uh, playoffs run, frankly. No, I mean, no, but I, th I, think that they're, I think they're on the cusp of it. I, I do. I think this is. I think. How long are they going to be on the cusp on it, though? Well, is my I don't thing. think they were really the last, on doing anything last, last year. Years. No, I've been last hearing all. They're right on the cusp. Year. They're right on the cusp. This year was the, the year that they were supposed to go a long ways, um, and they didn't do it. But neither did uh, Tampa Bay three years ago. They lost in the first round to a team that, frankly, wasn't anywhere in their league. Sure. No, so, I, I'm not disagreeing with I, that. that I, was, I think that. I think that what they need is is some. And they need Landis Scott. <laughs> and, yeah. and they need a little bit of help, maybe with some people that knows what it takes to get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a, maybe, a, Lord, I hope not, but uh, Barkley Goudreau, which is now uh, with, uh, in fact, might be the pick for Vegas. He's with the Rangers. Or one of the other forwards that Tampa can't sign. I mean, Lord knows there's plenty of good players available in Tampa. Mm -hmm. uh, that they're they're going to have to let them go, uh, some of them. Um, so I think that they'll look pretty hard at some leadership with Tampa. Uh, I'm talking about Colorado now, and maybe be able to pluck one of their uh, one of their players to kind of uh, move them forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is Blake Coleman still available? Yanni Gord's available. Uh, man, they got some players that are available in the expansion draft. That's a crazy list. You can yeah. build a team off of that. Andre Pilat, uh, you can No, I was about, I, that's what, that was the, because we're, because we're really running thin on time. I'm going to run through the rest of the list and I talk about Tampa, of which you left so many forwards out there to, to pick from. We got Drun, uh, Gord, Tyler Johnson, Jason Zucker, uh, Ryan Getzloff, um, and Nito, Nino Niederreiter um, out there has some no notable names um, in the expansion draft that may be picked. Yeah. But as you had brought up, Tampa Bay, I think there's quite a few. I actually think Palat would be smart if he's available. Let me make sure. I think he is. How yep, would you not take Pat Maroon? Oh, my gosh. If you listen to the people that are on that group, they think that guy's the second coming, I swear. <laughs> I mean, he he adds a lot to a team. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But come on, man. Well, they do have some players uh, now. David Savard, uh, I believe, is an unrestricted free agent, uh, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, I could see. Uh, you know, that that's a great. That, that'd be one I'd love for the Blues to have. Heck, I'd take Luke Shin too. Sure. I, there's a lot of. Well, heck, at this here. point, we do need more grit. I actually, in all seriousness, if Pat Maroon was willing to come back he'd, for no more than he would ask for, yeah, I would take him. Um, yeah, I agree. But I think Palat is a decent choice in here. Um, of course, Tyler Johnson's a good choice. He's one of the bigger names on here. But you got a ton of people. 
um, on this list that you can get. But I, I, even whenever they take their player, which I, I don't think will be Tyler Johnson, I kind of think it's probably going to be Yanni Gord or uh, Andre Pilat. I think yeah. right in that. I think it's one of those two. I do. But I do whenever you, you do that, they, they're going to lose one of those players. Neither one of those guys make a ton of money. I think Pilat's no. around five. No. Uh, they still have to shed salary. Yeah. They've got to get – they're way over the cap hit. That's what it is. And, they're just hoping and, they're going to get one of these guys that are making that money and get them out yeah. of there. And they will. And, they, you know, but – so I think there's, there's going to be a lot of – because they know they're going to have – they're going to cut Pilat if, if they uh, don't to take No, they'll cut Tyler Johnson. They may. Yeah, they, they may. They waved him already and nobody picked him up. Oh, okay. They, they've tried, but nobody wants that salary. Now, they may throw in – to get an enticement, which is possible. I think they're one of those teams that may that say, may okay, be look, and dealing we will give Seattle. you, uh, you know, Blake Coleman and Tyler Johnson just to take Tyler Johnson. Yeah, well, they can't <laughs> with Blake Coleman. He's an unrestricted free agent. But, yeah. you know, say Alex Kalorn, I don't think he is. I could yeah. see that happening where they're giving up two really good players because they have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll be that way. I think they're more likely maybe get give up somebody farther down the list or draft picks. Oh, defense. But, I mean, you could always throw out a defense. You can't. You can't have enough good defensemen. Yeah. You know. I, right. I hear. Uh, they have a long list and it's distinguished. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I can remember Blues teams that were not as good as their available list. Yeah, I mean, and there's some key players from Toronto. That we may see go, um, quite a quite a few available there. Honestly, in a similar situation, it's just Toronto. Kenny Augustinos. <laughs> no, there ain't no choice. No chance. Dude. No chance. Can we say Alexander Kerfoot? Yeah. No, I think he's definitely. I think he's. he's I think he's pick. almost a lock to get taken. Either him or Hyman. Well, Hyman's an unrestricted free agent, though. Yeah, well, I, you're right. They can, I, don't think, I guess they can I, pick I, him up, but yeah, Kerfoot's the think, most likely to me. It was it was anyway, but wait, I just noticed Travis Dermott's on their list. The defenseman. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, uh, Dermott's I mean, a pretty good defenseman. He is. He is. Uh, I don't think they're going to take him though. I think. I think the. I think it'll be too juicy to get a guy like Kerfoot on that team again. I, Probably. Uh, from Toronto. You're not going to shop Toronto for their defense. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't just throw out William Nylander and leave him unprotected. Why are you stupid? Why are you stupid? I'm sorry, but... So that's what the Blues are essentially doing. Now, granted, Tarasenko is <clears throat> injured or has an injury history, but they're saying, look, yeah, we're not going to get either one of these two guys, so just take him for nothing. You think you know, Alexander and, Ovechkin's going to go? <laughs> uh, he he would he would quit no no I'm just messing uh, with you he, yeah. he's he's made that very clear he's going to retire before he goes to, <laughs> to Seattle they they don't want to deal with that that'd be a wasted pick <laughs> but yeah uh, he he is uh, he is a uh, unrestricted free agent so yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere no no I I think they're they're going to rob. Uh, they're going to rob Vinicek off of their goalie list, I think, is who they're going to get. Oh, yeah, he's out there. Yeah, they probably yeah. will. They yeah, probably I think will that's, that's one of the best young goalies in the, in the, out there. Yeah. They, you know, they had to leave him out there. So. Yeah, I think so. That's that's probably smart. 
Yeah, I, I think there's a. I think what's going to come out tomorrow is going to be really interesting. Probably the exact opposite of what we said, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to uh, no. make any qualms about it. I may sit around here tomorrow or before I go to work, and uh, hopefully they got our Wi-Fi fixed at work, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I could kind of watch this thing unfold. Um, you know, but otherwise yeah, I'll be watching it from on the NHL channel when I get. Yeah, on. I'll be I'll be home tomorrow night, so I probably will watch it actually. Um, do, you, do you see Seattle's jersey? They yeah, it. yeah, that's yeah, pretty pretty nice jersey. I like that's Seattle. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board with them. I'm more on board with them than I am Vegas. I uh, like I, Vegas's jersey too. I, I ain't down with the Golden Knights. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah, I get it. It's it's neat. Whatever you can you can play with the nerds and do the the larping and the and the golden knight stuff. I'll hang out with the krakens, bro. That's what I want. Well, I'm I'm hoping. I'm, I'm kidding, hoping nerds. By the way, I am I am as nerdy as it gets. I'm so. hoping all get to all get out that Liam Deason is there for opening day uh, for the kraken. That release. Awesome. The Kraken. That'd I'd give great. that guy, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to show up just for that. It'd be like that guy for uh, the boxing thing, you know, that let's yeah. get ready to rumble guy. He gets a million dollars every time yeah. he shows up. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know what he gets. I'm sure it's not that. No much. way. I actually, I think is. I actually uh, really do. I don't think it's that much. Uh, I'm pretty sure I it bet is. it's. I bet it's a hundred grand just to show let up me, and say that. Before we get off of here, which we do need to do. Um, I'm gonna well, keep talking because I've got to mute my mic so that way you, you don't have to hear my mic. my mechanical you're gonna, keyboard. You're gonna, yeah, <laughs> I, you do bang on that keyboard an awful lot, I, you know. So I don't know, uh, you know. And then as we wind up the list talking about Winnipeg, I just don't know that I see too many options to take. How about Dylan Demello for Winnipeg for their defenseman, another good defenseman? A good defenseman to find that. DeMello, he's a pretty decent defenseman. So, uh, I'd say, I think I'd be picking that guy if I was uh, looking at the uh, at the Winnipeg pick. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that all works out, I guess. I guess you're trying, still trying to find out how much uh, that one guy makes. See, I know, because the, the guy, the boxing guy, uh, I think his name is Michael Buffer, and the, the UFC guy is Bruce Buffer. Um, so I was actually confused. I, I typed in what Bruce Buffer oh. makes, and Bruce Buffer makes $100,000 per announcement for the UFC. So that's already a lot. Um, really? Yeah, I mean. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, the I don't make $100,000. No, he does. It's, it's quite a bit more. I do remember hearing it, that it was like a million dollars or something crazy. He's got, a, he's got a net worth of $400 million for saying, let's get ready to rumble in boxing matches. So, yeah, here it is. Uh, typically makes between $25,000 to $100,000 every time he announces that. Depends on the, the stage. So I guess, I'm guessing if it's like a pay-per-view or something like that, he's getting $100,000 to, to walk up, say that, and walk off. So in that, in that five minutes of time, he makes more than I do an entire year. Yeah. So, yeah. Or maybe maybe a lifetime. Uh, the <laughs> I don't know about a lifetime, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, 
That's just wild. <laughs> All right. Well, we've made about 400 podcasts now, and uh, yeah, we have uh, we we've gotten what like three dollars. I think Jody's no, his money. And now Jody's <laughs> bought his way onto the onto the crew. So <laughs> no, he has not. We, we has. still haven't got money out out he of uh, out of Motley or Caleb. We so we need to hit them up for some donations. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh well oh, the extortion boy. ring continues yeah no joke <laughs> now it'll be a fun time to see how this draft draft goes and uh yeah i'm ready to sign off before i get too terribly distracted by it it's in the fourth so okay <laughs> let's, all right sounds let's good say it. before it ages terribly bucks and six have a good uh, one